What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pylon Show, episode number 28. We are so happy to be reassembled here. I'm your host, or one of your two hosts, Jeff and Control Robinson, and I'm joined this week by Dad Tosis himself, who's fresh, reinvigorated, if you follow his Twitter, which you should, <laughs> and he is ready to talk StarCraft. It's Artosis mm. himself. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm quite jet-lagged, but... When did you get back? Uh, like a day or two? Yeah, I got home, was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know. Everything's blurring together, but yeah. I'm home. That's the hard direction to fly to, by the way, the way he went. Yes. Savage. Uh, but he's not alone. This week we have a solo guest because when we think of people that can hold their own, have an opinion, and talk about stuff, there's a short list of individuals, but this guy is near the top. It's Mr. Ravi, not Ravi, despite what everyone thinks, Okay. <laughs> You fucking, you gotta get it right. It's Ravi, Fear Dragon. I don't know his last name. How you doing? Parikh. I know his last name, right? There you go, man. Parikh a freak. Easy way to remember it. Thank you so much. That's what my high school, like, engineering teacher used to call me all the time. No. Freak? Like, literally, he just wouldn't say my name. He'd just call me Parikh a freak. I guess if you add an, you know what's funny about that is if you add an uh at the end of it, it sounds more innocent and fine. But if you call you, like, Parikh freak, then it's like, hmm. Mm. There's like a dance in there or something or something sexual. But Parika <laughs> Frika sounds like you just like to get down and have a good time. Chewing bubblegum. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I have to say, and this is just to put it out there, it's a fun time right now because this is the StarCraft offseason. So there's a lot of like, we're not doing tournament recaps as much. I mean, StarCraft Remastered is droning on and Artosis will belabor us with, ugh, bad stuff. <laughs> the... Belabor you! I know, I know. I just, if we don't have like this, if we don't have that relationship with SCR, then then they won't be angry and that's not how they exist. But anyways. That's true. That's, so we, that's fair. We get to talk about kind of more fun conversational topics a little bit more, I think. And it's um, it's not that it's better per se, it's just a different flavor. So I'm really looking forward to that. We'll yeah. get into the roadmap here. Actually... Yeah, no, actually, we'll do a sponsors, then we'll get into the roadmap. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm an excellent host. Um, and then we're going to hand it over to our number one top pilot, Artosis, who will go through this week in StarCraft before we dive into the topics. Let's give some love to our sponsors. This week we have a special uh, sponsorship. It's a it's an awesome thing that's going on right now. These guys wanted us to give a special nod to this, so they threw some money the pylon show's way. If that's something you're interested in doing, you can reach out to us and talk to us about it. It's not cheap. Um, but again, it supports the show and then gets extra attention on what it is you want us to talk about. In this case, it's Cheeseadelphia number six. And before I get into the specifics of this, I do have to say they do a great job. Everyone that goes to these lands, and I mean everyone, they come out of it and say, I had the land experience, I had a great time, I was paid my prize money, there was a tournament, there was computers to play on. Uh, they just do a great job, which is a service that not many people are doing right now because if you missed out on the MLG days or if you've never attended a LAN or you're not in your dream hack, this is something that you can do. And Cheesadelphia 6 is in Washington, D.C., and it's in a few weeks. So you still have time to buy an inexpensive ticket or get yourself some time off and get over there. But if that's something that interests you, please take advantage of this because this kind of stuff is not guaranteed to always be around. And if I had an experience in my life, I would not be half the... Well, that's a bit too much. I wouldn't be a third of the person that I am, okay? Because it's... They're awesome. I wouldn't be 99% of the person that I am. Huge. To uh, go the other direction with that. Actually, you know what? To be fair, you, you've sold me on that. Like, not so much... No, even the StarCraft 2 lands were huge. But, like, Brood War lands, going to WCGs and some of that stuff, that, that was a mm. huge part of my life. Absolutely. 
Uh, so we have an intro. We're going to play a 30-second trailer here. I want you guys to see it. Uh, they can say it better than I can, and, and we'll watch it. Through the magic of production. That's my house. <laughs> oh, it's Ruby. Oh, my God. There's girls there? Oh, we're, we're on camera. They're in the videos. All paths lead to DC. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so they have a website where you can sign up, which I believe is in the show notes. Cobra, somebody can put that in the chat right now, but here's the page for yes. us. That um, is lobby.gg forward slash event forward slash Cheesadelphia dash eight. We can always rely on Dan to read out the links, which for me, my, <laughs> my brain always is like, the second someone starts being like, Forward slash zivix.eg.pu.rsxsk. And it's just a one, two, three at the end there. And I'm just like, Ugh. anyways, check it out. It's got a good list of players. Like it said, it's going to be commentated by our very own Rubby as well as Tempo. These guys have been commentated together. Rubby, can you tell us a little bit about it? And you excited yeah, to go? I mean, you guys already kind of talked about how awesome like that LAN experience is. Cheesadelphia. And this is for someone who used to attend like the old MLGs and stuff as a spectator. Cheesadelphia is like the next closest thing that I've been able to find that kind of encapsulates like the like, same feel of the player pit, hanging around with players. Like this is where you get to just sit and randomly walk up and start up a conversation with like Neeb or Johnson or like a lot of the really good NA players. So it's a lot of fun. It's honestly just like super duper chill. People go out for dinner and it's just a yeah. really, really good time. And I actually really encourage people to actually try playing in it because a lot of people that are not just Grandmaster League players actually play in these you do actually end up finding matches against like relatively evenly skilled players. And that's, yeah, I'm so glad you said that because that's another funny thing that I talk to so many people that are like, oh, I saw such and such term. If I didn't play, I'm not very good. Please give it a shot. Even if you're gold or platinum or whatever, uh, Dan and I can talk about our own experience. Like we are former professional players. We used to be very good, but we played at, you know, these SCR events that we just got done doing, the caster tournament put on by Todd. And the feeling of competition, even if it's just one best of three and you get completely demolished because you got need hmm. first round, it's fun. It's it's really exciting. And obviously, you hope not to get so much, someone so good as need because then it's maybe not as fun. But still, there's a good chance you play a few rounds, you have a good time, and the adrenaline of competition is huge. You'll, you'll grow as a person if you play in a tournament. Uh, and you shouldn't only play if you think you have a chance to do well because just pushing your comfort zone and your boundaries a little bit and feeling that rush of adrenaline, you know, playing, plugging in your keyboard or whatever to the computer, it's a wonderful time. And, you know, I'm looking through these brackets while you guys are talking about this, and it's really cool to see these group phases with just a bunch of names, some of which I've seen, some of which I haven't. And then, like, I check out the round of 16, I'm like, damn, that is actually a solid scene right there, and that is a lot of good players that enter this, so... Uh, no doubt, if I lived in America, I'd be going to this tournament. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's over here. One, one of my favorite memories, even, is like going to some of these events and like playing in a Cheesadelphia or whatever, and just like randomly someone else will come up behind me and I'll be watching the game that I just lost. And I'm like, oh, you know, you should just do this or like hmm. the next game. I remember one of my favorite things is like I was at a, this is a dream hack, not necessarily a Cheesadelphia, but it's the same sort of thing where like Neve just walks up behind me. And I'm like, me, what should I do? And he's like, oh, you should just proxy your Dark Shrine. So then I proxy your Dark Shrine, and I won that game. And I'm like, cool, I got coaching from me. That's a good feeling. That's like Not a memory. Right there. Last thing I'll say about this, um, and we'll talk about it at the end as well, but just um, the other huge thing here is 
It's an amazing vacation as well. Washington, D.C. has some of the best stuff that you can see. I know that sounds lame, and I think a lot of people that would travel to this maybe have already been. But if you're on the fence and you're that person that's like, I've never been to D.C., I've meant to go, this is a two-bird, one-stone. Like, the, the the mall there, the historic sites, just D.C. has great food in general. And I actually personally love it around wintertime because, I mean, I guess a lot of the East Coast people are like, shut up, Jeff. But, but it, it's got snow and it's cold and it's really beautiful, so I actually really, really like it. Um, so if you're traveling further in or something like that, maybe that's a cool attraction. But DC itself is a, is a great reason to go. Um, there's a lot of land events that are like, well, if I can get you to Iowa, if I can get you to, to Belgium, Iowa, then you can have a good t- It's like, well, not as much. It's just the land that you're going for. But here, <laughs> DC is pretty damn rad. So so that's that. That is uh, put on by Nerd Street. She's Delphia 6. We'll talk more about it at the end of the show. But thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. And also, hopefully, we sold... 17 dozen of you on going to this and if we did let them know and say it was only because you watched the pilot show and you heard about it and then people will keep sponsoring us and eventually dan and i can make our moon base where we will <laughs> hold the world ransom yeah it's, it's going to be hard to get turn rate 24 against screens from the moon but it we'll will be difficult i do agree um but not Ooh, impossible can i add one more thing please do uh, and one so the the tickets by the way for those who don't know and do, do want to sign up they go up in price over time hmm. so the sooner you get tickets the more money you save and that money you save can go to the patreon for the pylon show another that's a huge i love the way you think yes that's exactly right anyways thank you to those guys our next sponsor is Masherino. oh cobra you're jumping all over the place you guys can't see it it's just cobra and i anyways Masherino, <laughs> they are doing an amazing job there's some awesome stuff here you can get this mug with uh protoss tears on it the is it though mug is really popular <laughs> If you're thinking about mug full of toss tears, this is false advertisement. I know that if I order this mug, it will not come full of toss tears. Well, you don't know that till you order, Dan. That's actually not true. <laughs> well, I'm going to return it then. If toss it does. tears is the code word for this week. So even if you're listening to this, you can put it at any time. But it's one word: toss tears. Um, if you're wondering what that does, it just basically lets the website know that you are watching this content and clicking through things. And it adds money to our uh, prize pool, which is how we continue to be sponsored. There's also great stuff on here. We talk about this each week, but this is uh, where you can pick up some awesome stuff. What? Oh, Zerg and Terran tiers as well. Yeah, no, I see that. But I actually just thought of a better mug, right? Okay. Where it's it's the it says Zerg tiers on it, but then it has a Protoss symbol on it. And then it, has, it says Terran tiers on it, but it has the Protoss symbol on it. Those are some oh. good mugs right there. So you can tell Dan's ready to come back home and stream some StarCraft Remastered. He's, he's excited about it. Um, Matrino's been awesome. We met them at BlizzCon. I talked about this last week, but they're super awesome people. They have a huge heart for StarCraft. So there are many ways to support the content we do. This is just one of them. But if, if you are looking, if you're reaching for the stars to do more, please look to this. Um, if we and, and also, just to be clear, we're looking, we're going to go into talks for Dan and I to like, commentate show matches put on other show matches we're going to create content through Matcharino. um now that dan's home and i'm back when i get back home straight up we'll figure it all out but there's just more to come so thank you to Matcharino, and please do put in that code next we have afkt lichen continues to be an awesome um sponsor of the show and dan has been drinking this tea and he's still yeah Dan's are like, uh, you know, if Dan dies next week or something like that, and <laughs> there's like complications with the tea, we know to tell you to not drink it anymore, but he's still upright. You're feeling good, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I like the tea a lot. It's very good. Loose leaf tea. Definitely give it a try. Um, tea is good for you guys. And, you know, we're still early on in esports, right? 
and uh, yeah. I guess this hasn't come up as much yet, but drinking tea over some of these other things that oh. you may uh, be asked to drink might be a good idea. Well, I'll tell you what, we haven't been sponsored by an energy drink product just yet, so it may or may not be better. We don't know. It could actually be yeah. just as good as Monster, <laughs> to be fair. If you're listening, Matt, you know, Monster could be just as healthy. We actually don't have the scientific proof right in front of might us. might be better for you, more antioxidants. Yeah. But <laughs> as of right now, AFKT is the place to go. Uh, here's the thing. Tea's got antioxidants, but I believe Monster Energy just has such purging chemicals that it just kind of kills every disease that's in your body anyways. It could be. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but You're it, still upright, so I mean... That's yeah. right. I'm here. No, huge chat to him. Great stuff. Um, and he usually has a discount code or something like that going around as well. So just check out the website. Appreciate liking and ASKT. And then certainly, last but not least, the primary way of supporting the show uh, is our Patreon. And we hit $2,000. So we have been paying our guests last week, and then this week we'll do it as well. We're going to keep going with that. We think it's awesome. Uh, these guys give us a lot of time, so this feels better, selfishly, to ask them to come on the show and pay them as well. But also, it's it's one of the main goals of the show is to put money in the pockets of StarCraft people, which is why I've cleared it with my friends here that put on the show. I want to say that if we hit $3,000, every week we will um, either buy subs or give $100 to a StarCraft streamer. So that'll be about $400 a month. Um, so you can kind of see the drive of this. We hit $3,000. Yes, Cobra, Matt, and myself, uh, Cobra, Dan, and myself make more money. But it's just a couple hundred dollars. We give about 50% of that back to the community, and that's kind of the main drive of what we're trying to do with this. We need to make money because we spend a lot of time making content, and that has to you know, be, of course, the way it goes. But we also want to make help other people make money and give money back. So that's what we're trying to do. So it's at $2,100 now. If you guys sign up on Patreon... Let us know, tweet at us, or just do it or whatever. But let's try to get that up there. Um, Three thousand dollars, of course. And then next year we want to hit again about a about ten million dollars. We can start buying uh, robot human replacement bodies for ourselves so that we can be spacefaring and uh, do better. That moon base, man, yeah, that's well, important. I don't like the idea of them just popping our atmosphere and we die. So we need to be able to be to <laughs> exist true. in that's the atmosphere. Point. Yeah. That is it for our sponsors. So now the quick show notes rundown, and I'm going to pass it over to Dan to do This Week in StarCraft. The topics this week, uh, I think I tweeted out earlier, but maybe not. Maybe I absolutely did not do that. Um, balance mod and patch. Really? Okay, you guys added some shit in here. So we're going to start, <laughs> we're going to start off with the board. So. <laughs> they, did, they did just a couple final changes. It'll be quick. New season for that'll Matt Pool. That'll be fun. World Electronic Sports Games. Um, our very own Rubby just got back from commentating alongside Nathaniel, so we'll hear back from him. And then we'll talk about Cheese Delphia that's coming up again, but maybe not because we just did that. Uh, Husky and content creators. So an interesting thing happened there. Husky actually finally said goodbye to StarCraft, which is interesting in and of itself. But we're going to kind of bounce our opinions around about that. Home Story Cup, which is, of course, starting next week. Um... And then the snub of Cyril in the eSports Awards. So that's that'll be interesting and funny to talk about. And last but not least, Brood War updates. So that's the roadmap. We'll get to that. I will belabor you with those updates. Well, <laughs> no worries. We've got to drone on about it. Uh, anyways, this week at StarCraft, man. Take it away, dude. Okay, we're going to go through this real quick because we have a lot of things, as is always the case. Uh, all right. So here we go. Uh, there is the OSC Matrino Grand Celebratory Cup. Uh, the groups are starting this Friday, 
um, I don't know what day it is there for you, Wednesday, I think, so like two days from now. Uh, and that is just kind of celebrating a thousand cups together between Matcherino, our sponsor, oh my God, and yeah. OSC, which Jeff found out a couple weeks ago has run something like 50,000 tournaments. They're amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, looking really good there. Definitely a lot of good players going to be playing. Check it out. Uh, there is the OSC Battle of the Americas, NA versus LA champions. So that's North America versus Latin American champions. Basically, all the good players from those regions are very close to it, will be in there. Names like Neeb and Jon Snow, Kellisher, No Regret, Jim Rising, etc. So definitely something you want to look for. Beer Dragon, are you casting that? You got anything to mention? <laughs> I feel good a bit stuff. bad because I'm listed as one of the casters, but I'm like going to... I'm out of town for so much of it that I'm only casting like one day or like two days. But it's going to well, be really awesome. The they have a sick lineup of players. Excellent. All right. <laughs> for the Passion Craft Open Season 9, uh, you can check this out. The group stage round of 16 plays out on Saturday this week, once again, so like three days from now and Sunday. Uh, and you can check it out on passioncraft.challenge.com. We have the ANZ StarCraft Pro League. This was happening before, too, I do recall. Uh, they were having some cool stuff going on with their teams down there. Looks like Zeph, Maynard, and Death will be casting this. So a great little team of Australian casters. Uh, definitely check that out. It'll be on the Twitch channel for the Australia New Zealand, which is Blizzard underscore ANZ on Twitch. All right, Ladder Heroes, another Fear Dragon thing. I feel like we have the same names popping he up. He is, over yeah. It's him and Starkiller, and uh, a, they, they eat all the pizzas yeah, and the castle events. It's 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 pizza pie. It's uh, you know, it's it's Fear Dragon. It's Drek. It's just this. It, we should rename it from this week in Starcraft to this week for. There's Jim Rising again. And, yeah, I want to <laughs> say <laughs> quick Funny. aside. Go ahead, go ahead, Ray. What are you saying? Oh, Rail is so far ahead that I actually have to change the algorithm to balance around him because he's played like a thousand two hundred games, and everyone on Europe has just given up and trying to catch up with him. Like, you, I actually have to rebalance ladder heroes for him. You give money so for ladder points. It's a fine system. <laughs> it's no problem. Um, I'm, I'm. Wait, but you're not going to do it till next season, right? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting till next season. Okay, okay. I was like, I'm going to call somebody out real quick. You're just going to rail down. You're like, get out of your rail. You're trying too hard. All right. So Todd is starting so, to try to organize the caster tournament, too. The community doesn't know about this, but it's coming. He said it's coming, so it's, that's good. But one of the fucking people he invited was Jim Rising, because I guess he technically has commentated some stuff. I'm going to start, like, I have my pitchfork raised. You understand? Us commentators barely ever get to compete. We, we, we don't even get paid very much, you know? And we finally get a competition. And what happens? Jim Re- Jim fucking Rising takes advantage of Todd's ignorance. Because Todd doesn't know who the fuck plays in cast. And he gets invited <laughs> into this goddamn thing? Jim Rising is an active pro who, yes, commentates because there's no other Mexican pro commentator at all. But he's crushing nerds. So right now, guys, when you see the, the invite list for casters... Well, I guess I, I shouldn't tell you to not let Jim Rising in, but but be upset about it. You know, join <laughs> join me in being miffed. Yeah, welcome it's to my nice world, to, Jeff, where you're a diamond nice player to... that gets face off against Yogo in the first round. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know, he's maybe he'll he'll kind of just be the Serral, right? You still enjoy WCS, even though you know Serral's going to win. So you can still enjoy this tournament, even though you know Jim Rising will be holding oh, a trophy. It, at the no, it's it's amazing though, because because the casters have some of these, you know. 
it's funny because we I talked about this at BlizzCon, but Pig and Rotterdam were like, well, no, I, I think I can beat him. I'm like, shut the fuck. Get the fucking... <laughs> what? Kevin is my favorite, though, because adorably, Kevin thinks he can beat just about... He can. He's like, give me a week, I'll do it. I can beat Cyril. Yep. Figure it yep. out. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's pretty confident. you got to like that about him, though. So uh, check out Ladder Heroes on ladderhero.es with Fear Dragon. All right, the 2018 TESPA Collegiate Series is occurring. We've been talking about this for a few weeks. Uh, Fear Dragon, once again, commentating this. <laughs> oh, my God. This is actually getting a little bit crazy. Did you leave some for Jim Rising? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I how is, how is that but... going right now, uh, Fear Dragon? Uh, so, once again, I'm traveling so much that I have not been casting this for a while. I'm going to uh, keep doing this to you. I, I mean, you're going to be like, well, guys, actually, my name's on everything, but well, I, I mean, have an opportunity, too, because I haven't run the last two months of Ladder Heroes, like the monthly finals, because I've been traveling. <laughs> so, I'm actually yeah. behind. I like too. this Fear Dragon tactic. It's it's to have your name on everything, but not actually do it. So, that it just looks like you're hardworking. You know what I'm saying? That's a great there you idea. Go, man. That's not bad. Look, I, I figured it out. Uh, no, but Tespa Collegiate Series has been really awesome. Uh, it's just like a really fun tournament. It's got a lot of the top NA players, so it's quite fun. Cool. All right. The Afrika World 25 uh, by Laughing Games on Afrika TV. Uh, it looks like this time Tasia made it to the finals, beating True and then losing a close match with Keen. So you can definitely check that out. Hang I think on. That Liquid is probably going to be your best spot. Dan, mm-hmm. you're missing the big highlight here. Who is the co commentator of this? It is. Hold on. Falcon Paladin. That's the Falcon Paladin right there? The one and only. The Reddit famous Falcon, Falcon Paladin? Paladin? Jesus. Famous. How That's did right. they manage that? That's incredible. Thousands of commentaries by this man. A hard worker within the scene, teaming up with laughing games and making some nice tournaments there. And it looks like some well, very close matches. Kind of exciting seeing uh, Tasia come back and actually making some waves. So check that out. All right, up next is Star Ladder Ultimate Series. We have been talking about this. Uh, it looks like, well, a $7,000 uh, prize pool with a laser going 4-1 against Mana in that finals. You can check this out on Winter Gaming or Laughing Games or Star Ladder underscore SC2 underscore RU because Jeff loves me reading URLs like Please that. Please do, yeah. All right, Memes and Dreams number two. This is kind of No Regrets Home Story Cup esque type tournament that he runs in the uh foreigner pro gamer house whatever we're really calling that uh unity house or something like that yeah. anyways it looks like he has announced the dates finally december 19th through 21st he wants for people to let him know on twitter who they want to see there and uh i'll definitely be stopping by for at least one of those days that was a, oh, nice. that was a fun tournament to watch last time it's it's kind of far from my house but not as far as Home Story Cup, so <laughs> I'll definitely make my way down, and that's going to be a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Some great content coming out, no regret. All right, the Proxy Tempest NA Open number 120. Asuna defeated real underscore Avilo. <laughs> I have an idea that that's not the real Avilo. You might be <laughs> honest ladder is such a weird place. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you can check this out on proxytempest.challenge.com. They have lots of tournaments that Proxy Tempest guys do. All right, Kings of the North, ProBots, Season 2 Finals. This week, Drexama, Endersword, and Andy Man hosted the Season 2 Grand Finals on their Twitch channel, where Sarsa Bot defeated Dimitri Bot 4-3. So we have some very close matches between these computers. <laughs> 
I like that the AI has evolved. That is just like, yeah, well, I'm just gonna casually build like four spine cars on my natural now. That's the meta. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how they program these things, but uh, definitely very cool. I love hearing about computers fighting each other uh, within StarCraft, whether it's AI stuff or pre-programmed stuff. Really neat. Uh, speaking of AI, the SC2 AI Ladder Tournament Season 6 Finals. Both finalists, bot creators, sat down for a roundtable interview beforehand. Seabot took three months for Ursi to make, while Nick apologized for Sarsa Bot's cheesy proxy hatchery tactics, but with so many greedy bots he felt he had to. Sarsa Bot ended the season with a 9-1 record versus Seabot's 8-2. But in the finals, Seabot defeated Sarsa Bot 3-2. Wow. Some real drama between these bots is Yeah, it's heating up over there in that robot land. Yeah. So you want to check that out on twitch.tv forward slash StarCraft2AI. Now, of course, the most important part of this week in StarCraft, Please tell me it the pizza, pizza. Thank you. pie weekly. Looks like Riser won 2-0 over Sis, and that's his second pizza win. Wow. Of course, everyone's still pretty far away from Starkiller SC. You know, I think that the pizza pie uh, is getting more good players entering it each week. Yep. And I feel like we're not going to see Starkiller SC. SC win anymore. I have this feeling. He we'll hasn't see. won in weeks now, Jeff. I'm concerned for his his health. Um, they gave us some... We actually met a lot of these guys at uh, at BlizzCon, and they said that all these mentions, joking aside, has actually really helped them get more recognition and more people are signing up. So, yeah. that's fun to hear. Get out there, get yourself a pizza, take it away from Starkiller. Because the other, the other side of this, too, is if you eat too much pizza, you can get obese. You don't want that, so... Well, that's why we need to foster a competitive scene around the Pizza Pie Weekly. Yeah, Salad Pie Weekly. So that the pizza gets spread <laughs> spread around. Oh the sign-ups of the people who have won this is like actually, a, in a lot of ways, a better list than a lot of just open bracket any events yeah. for the $100. This is sick. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder if there would be, if two guys got to the finals, they're like, you want to split? They're like, all right. Can you order a half pizza to each location? No. That's the next not. question. I don't, I don't get back to us, Pizza Pie Weekly, guys. Okay. Upcoming tournaments. The Kilo Kilo Team Invitational. This is a two-versus-two invitational tournament. It's got actually some quite strong players in there. Turkey Dano and Printf. We've got Goblin playing. Uh, Future. And, of course, a bunch of their teammates in there as well. Uh, so that's going to be starting up... Where's the date on this? There's no date on this. But you can check it out. Dude. <laughs> We don't have a date, but it'll be starting at 12 p.m. It starts at 12 p.m., guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, another upcoming tournament, the Howling StarCraft Open Cup 2, uh, hosted by Kerwin. You can check that out. On, <laughs> you're going to love this one, Jeff. Yeah, Challenge.com forward slash awoo2. That is... <laughs> Can't How many O's that. is that? Is that seven O's? Is that eight O's? There's too many. Every time I start counting, I lose my spot. Anyways, you can check that out. Uh, it's eight. In the, in the uh, show notes. All right. StarCraft Two LAN party in Ontario, Canada. That is coming up on Saturday, November 17th. So that is this weekend. You're going to have to check that out if you live somewhere near uh, Hamilton, Yes, Hamilton. That's a city. Uh, then definitely check that out and, and go down. Just like we were talking about with Philadelphia. you will not regret going to a StarCraft land. It is just a lot of fun, and StarCraft players 
always get along. You'd be surprised. You will make friends. All right. Inside the scene, number 14, the state of StarCraft remastered. Drek and Ender Sword added again. They had Kix and Jayen, two of the most important people in the StarCraft remastered scene. So you can check that out on the ES Champ uh, Twitch and YouTube. The return of Icy Far with Pig. Of course, that is like the Funday Monday thing. Mortar Control Agent. You can check it over on Pig's channel and send your replays to eonblue95 at gmail.com. Deny and prevent expansions as hard as possible. That is the goal for this week. More show matches and invitations from Laughing Games. He's another one of those guys we just keep on seeing popping up here, making a ton of content for the scene. Looks like Parting defeated Dongregu. What year is it? Five to three in a best of nine show match on Sunday. Rotterdam defeated Eggs, one of the better uh, Latin American players, in a best of one on Saturday. And they had a balanced test mod matchup with future BIOS Supernova and Jim Rising, some really strong players. Uh, looks like this Saturday will be Poland versus France, uh, and that'll have Laser Mana and Soul versus DNS Clement Denver. Damn, that is that is some strong players. And that'll be on twitch.tv forward slash laugh and games. That all sounds like really reasonable stuff to check out. It so does. definitely do. Go give that guy a follow. Do it. Yeah. Uh, looks like E-Mini has a new build of the week. Uh, it is the, the E-Mini special, Ruptor Drop into Blink Ruptor. And by Ruptor, of course, he means Disruptor. <laughs> and uh, it looks like it is one of his own creations. So this guy studies a lot of build orders. And you know what? When you study a lot of build orders, you can start making your own build orders. So you can look up for that on All Things Protoss. That is a Reddit uh, thing that you can go look at, something that he really helps to keep alive. Okay, uh, BC Cutie continues his YouTube video series. In base proxy goes, 100% win rate away. Oh man, these are like some crazy uh, titles right here for for YouTube videos. It's one of those things. I hate YouTube video titles. This yeah. is something I talk about a lot in person <laughs> with people like Jeff, and I just hate them. That picture of BC Cutie tells is the I don't kind like of guy it. that I, makes those I don't titles. hate BC Cutie. I love BC Cutie. This guy's great. He makes a lot of good content. But these these video names. Oof. Too many exclamation points, if you ask me. Uh, anyways, all sorts of great videos over on BC Cutie's channel. This guy really does put out a lot of content, knows a lot about the game. So check that out. Uh, StarCraft II charity stream for the BC Cancer Foundation from some drunk Canadian. I think that's actually one of our subscriber guys yep so it's gonna be a 24-hour starcraft 2 charity stream on november 21st and it is raising money for young adults with cancer you can check this out on twitch.tv forward slash some drunk canadian and you can there's donate information uh you can check out the show notes and uh definitely check that out it's always nice when people are doing stuff for charity all right, handicap tournament fundraiser for Able Gamers Charity, diamond level player who is paralyzed on one side of his body. Damn, uh, diamond, that's pretty good. Uh, that's Daw underscore Station, and it looks like December eighth is the date that has been chosen. Able Gamers is about making controls for disabled people uh, to have the, the ability to play games. So that's awesome. Uh, you can check that out on. 
twitch.tv forward slash daw underscore station. That's D-A-W underscore station. And again, that is December 8th. All right. There is an interview with Cyril out right now. I'm not going to read that. I don't know where this was copy-pasted from. ESPN interviewed SOS on being an underdog is not too bad. He always is an underdog, isn't he, Jeff? Yeah. You got your tier three sub, and Roddy got his tier three sub today due to that. A couple of fools you guys are. Happily paid it up. Uh, all right. This week in Brewdor, <laughs> we had the uh, 20th year anniversary LAN in Russia. A lot of great players showed up that. I haven't gotten to watch any of it yet. Again, I was kind of on vacation, just got back home. But Rapid went there and did some casting, from what I understand. Three Koreans flew over. Jeff, I want you to close your eyes and tell me what spots you think the three Korean players got. One, two, three. That is correct, my friend. Wow. We will never have a Serral in StarCraft 1. The Koreans are very much better than the non-Korean players. Uh, Miso ended up winning. That's AKA Ware. Shine got second. And Sharp, it looks like, got third overall. So three really, those are like really top-end uh, Brood War pros that flew over as well. I think Lancer X did the best out of the non-Koreans. Uh, but yeah, it looks like you can check this out on Rapid's YouTube channel, and definitely look at the uh, the Liquipedia page. I was looking at the bracket a little bit earlier, and it was really cool to see how many uh, big names showed up there. You know, uh, there's a lot of very strong Russian players in Brood War, so I'm excited to kind of go sift through there, find some good VODs. All right. Uh, the Bombastic Star League Season 5, the BSL 5. Uh, this is the biggest non-Korean tournament, really, online in brood war right now and it looks like they are getting further and further right now abby love uh, yeah abby love he's he's around and a lot of uh very good players left over so check that out <laughs> check out uh looks like the official stream was actually on base trade tv oh that's neat that's cool uh but check out bombasticstarleague.com as long as you're not on a cell phone i try that and site breaks instantly but Check it out on your PC. Uh, they have a Discord channel. Of course, Liquipedia is always a reasonable place to look for all this information. All right. The Africa TV BJ Destruction Team League Season 2 Brood War Edition is what going on. What was that? Huh? What was the name of that? <laughs> the Africa TV BJ Destruction Team League Season 2 Brood War Edition. BJ, of course, broadcast jockey is uh, what streamers are called on Africa TV. And uh the finals are actually this weekend. It's actually down in Busan. I think it's all being played live. Uh so that's cool. All the top pros basically played in this, made teams. Uh and uh, like the teams have some very good pros on them. I believe every team has a uh woman StarCraft streamer. Uh cool. so Cadenzi it looks like uh has been playing in this and I it looks like, actually, her team is in the finals. So that's really nice with Jadong and Lass on the team. Damn, that's a strong team right there. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be seen on play.africatv.com forward slash Lmaster. And I'm sure there will be VODs there afterwards as well. All right, Brood War Battle Dome. <laughs> Welcome to the Brood War Battle Dome. Join our Twitch channel. Tell any man what you want to play. Survive three rounds in order to get a cash prize being paid out through Matcherino. It's on November 14th, and that's on Proxy Tempest. Another one of those things that just keep popping up. 
All right, the Student StarCraft AI Tournament 6. Of course, there's a lot of AI work going on in uh, StarCraft 1 as well. And this is something that can be seen at SSCAITournament.com. They are really active over there, and you can check it out. Fall Foreign Showmatch Series number three, Koget versus Jayun, one of the best European Terrans against one of the best American Zergs. This was a best of nine, I believe, that went on. It looks like Koget actually defeated Jayun five to one. So really a nice display of skill there. You can check that out uh, on Liquipedia. And it was sponsored by Matcherino once again. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. So are we doing this week in awesome as well? <laughs> Halfway point, right? All right. Keep going, Dan. Great, <laughs> well, it looks first how it feels, number 13, by nice username. Check it out. Those are always pretty funny and then pretty accurate as well. The core 5.0 by Jack Attack. Uh, Jack Attack, of course, is the guy that has worked a lot on hotkeys and w- made the sandbox and stuff before, was really working on like deliberate <laughs> practice routines and whatnot. Uh, so cool to see that he's actually updated some stuff. Uh, it looks like it's now... Uh, available and you can check that on team liquid and reddit just check out at jack attack tv that's j-a-k-a-t-a-k tv <laughs> why <laughs> i gotta do it worse as soon as i start reading it the thing is i know how to spell jack attack but i realize other people might not so i start reading it and i'm like oh god this this is going to be hard on anyone's ears anyways all right wait i'm tired just listen this is a lot i think that's it I think that's it. I think There's that's one more, but it's Jack Attack related, I think. Oh, is it? He released, he released a song on YouTube. Oh. Everybody derps sometimes. Okay, everybody derps sometimes from Jack Attack TV. A StarCraft related parody video. Does he sing it? And that will be. Yeah, he does. You can check that out at J A K A T A K TV. I think we're about to hear it. All right. <laughs> you guys hear that? I don't hear anything. I don't hear it. Oh, when the game there it is. is lost, oh, now our VOD's going to get taken off YouTube, guys. Turn this off. And you try, <laughs> okay. You just... All right. All right. Wow. Well, that's this week in StarCraft. There you go. A little bit longer than anticipated this week, but what can you do? A lot of StarCraft. Damn. A lot of StarCraft going on. Awesome job with that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you all. Let's get into our first topic here. Final balance changes for Season 4. This came up yesterday. Yes. The balance patch is not out yet. Is it getting released on the 21st, I believe? I think that's the case. That's with the new season, right? That's what everyone thinks. The new season will be the new balance patch. Mm. So let's go down. Cyclone goes from 4 to 3. Oh, man. Okay. Thor Punisher cannon damage increased from 40 plus 10 massive to 40 plus 15. Thor Punisher cannon attack period decreased from 1.78 to 1.71. Thank God. It shoots faster <laughs> and kills massive quicker. That's good. I think they did okay. that for the Tempest. Yeah. Sensor, Sensor Tower. Tower. Hey, go ahead, Dan. I'm just going to read everything in this show. S E N S O R space T O W E R. Take it away, Jeff. Holy shit. All right, I'm not letting Dan talk anymore, guys. Don't worry, I'll save us. Uh, it's now that when you start wanting to place it somewhere, it just shows where it will detect for you. I think it's a nice minor 
Um, quality of life change. Creep, creep spread delay from hatcheries, layers, hives. I'll wait till decreased. Decreased, yeah. Matt just flipped yeah. off. There it is. Okay, decreased from 0.45 to 0.3. Yeah. Um, the idea behind this is that the creep nerf will go through, but on hatcheries, it's supposed to be like the creep's going to recede or it's going to expand faster and recede yeah. slower, right? Mm-hmm. The thought process is you'll be able to wall in in ZVZ more quickly because if you couldn't, then it would just become so sharp. There you go. So, ultra ultra's anabolic synthesis upgrade research time decreased from seventy nine seconds to forty three. Uh, we we spoke with them about this. Their thought process was just that both upgrades are pretty critical, but you're always going to go armor first. You're never going to go for the speed. So they don't want to make it so that both upgrades take like five years to actually click in and then your ultras are much better. Mm. Um, they want it so that you upgrade the armor because that's just what you're going to do. And then you don't have to wait too long to get the speed upgrade for them as well. Uh, Protoss structures. This one is really funny. Robotics facility cost reverted from 150 slash 100 to 200 slash 100. And the robotics uh, bay cost reduced from 200 to 150, 150. So you net out... 50 more 50 more gas 50 more mm-hmm. gas yeah or 50 less gas depending on how you want to say it yeah you save 50 gas you spend 50 less it's just um this doesn't rock anyone's socks the funniest thing for me is when they announced this at the um the summit i was just giving them shit because it's just like it feels like Protoss <laughs> is that race where you can't just give them a buff because that doesn't feel right it has to be a like let's give them a buff but then also, like, when, when they're reaching for it, you hawk a loogie in your hand. You're like, here, fucking take it, you gross Protoss player. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, why'd you have to spit on it? And they're like, get out of here. And then you take it. So, because no, there was no testing. There was no, like, man, Protoss is just flush with money at this time. No, none of that. They were like, let's reduce the cost. And they were like, ooh. I don't know. That, that feels that feels wrong. This is all due to the Terran Zerg Alliance that's been going on for eight years. Absolutely. Point, right. People got really angry at Protoss during Brood War, and then there was Warp Gate finished in two seconds, right? Pylon Radius was too big and stuff, and I, just I, ever I, since, yeah. man. I always said that we never had a Protoss play that whined strong enough. Like, Huck was the closest that it came to, uh, and that's yeah. why he probably won for a while, is he whined hard enough to get some good stuff through. But the rest of us were just kind of, we're just used to it. They're like, hey, you want a Tempest? It moves faster. Okay, cool. Half health. And you're like, eh, seems reasonable. <laughs> like, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, we should uh, get Neeb on microphone when he's not normally, yeah. and then you'll hear all the Protoss whining. Yeah, I should do a Neeb impression. Go to Cheesadelphia if you want that. Well, there I don't you know, go. but maybe he will. He might. Uh, he's been there before. He's be won there. it before. He's going to be there. Quality of life stuff here. SV single click selection priority will now be higher than the buildings they are constructing. If you understand what that means, then you're playing a lot of StarCraft. It's... Yeah. It's like if you're trying to select an SCV that's building a building, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to select it because you'll select the racks instead or whatever. Uh, but the SCV will just be easier to click now. Thank God. Yeah. What am I? This would, have, this would have helped uh, some players in the past. Remember the command center cancel by Hydra? Remember that? In, in TSL War? against Noni? In Brood yeah. War? Yeah. A different game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, let's get let's get through the show so we can get you to sleep, buddy. Okay, turn the, the widow mind. I'm doing fine. The drilling claws upgrade now permanently cloaks widow. 
you're you're reading out like the total summation of all of the patch notes from the past. This oh, is oh yes, yeah. never mind. Yeah. The new stuff you you finished. Yeah, yeah. We finished the new stuff. Uh, this got who added this to this? By the way, I just want to know who's responsible. Dan, did you suggest we talk about the balance patch notes? I did not. So just Cobra or Alessandra snuck that in there? Is that what happened? Do you here? think that... It, you can I blame us. In. It's fine. We talked about More this last them. week is why I think it's funny. I, yeah, it's coming out on the 21st. Actually, I guess we didn't talk about this one. It's just every week they've, they've added little addendums to it. So mm. I don't have anything to say about that stuff, guys. There, there's a fraction nah. of a second faster shooting. There's plus five damage against Massive for the Thor. I mean, and, I, for one, am outraged that sensor towers are going to be easier to place down Yep, now. sensor towers are easier to place down, and, and uh, the, the Protoss building one, like, I just, I'm going to give them shit every time, but that's not a big deal at all. Like, nobody went into saying, the Robo needs to be cheaper. They just were like, guys, cool. the Robo, Robo Bay are going to be cheaper. And the Protoss were like, that's really nice of you. And then the Zerg and Terra were like, no! Oh my god! Are you serious? And then Roddy's build can now include warp gate research as well as be as good as it is. It's like, get the fuck out of here. He's literally the only guy that skips that fucking upgrade. So this whole patch is like, Roddy, can you please research after that? It's a Roddy nerf, man. That's what it is. Um, So, yeah, we have nothing on that. The new map pool, though, this will be fun. Did you guys take a look at this at all? I have not, not seen a new map pool. No, not at all. Let's see it. <laughs> That's it. I've heard I've heard mixed things about it though. In Stasis, some, like, ooh, pretty good and bad. Ladder edition. This looks like a Mario level. This looks like a uh, Bowser's at the so top of that thing. So Stasis. Yeah, look at that. Oh my god. The maps in StarCraft Two are so pretty. So is it bottom? Hang on. Go back. Hang on, Matt. Kind of reminds oh, me of Star yeah. Station. Oh, your top left versus top right. I got you. Okay. <laughs> what is that like thing at the top? Can you go through that? What is that? That, is, is that, that has to be air blockers. Has to be air blockers. Like, see those little walls going up around it? Yeah. 100% you can't. Too high for there. an overlord, you'd say? Yeah. That's Princess Peach's yeah. castle. That's me. Yeah. Nobody goes up there. So it looks like three base is pretty easy. That gold base is right fucking there, which immediately yeah. I look at that and I go... Can't wait to play against Zerg on that map. Yeah, what is your thought? Real I mean, that, that third, <laughs> every single time, I'm like... Yeah. And then once you take that third, you have three bases behind that. Yeah, if you look at this layout, it reminds me of Abyssal in a way. I'm like, wait, you can never stop someone from getting that side of their side of the map. It's like so close together. I mean, I know this is just our first look at it, but I do not like it. I do not like that. I'm very uncomfortable. Oh, I like it, Jeff. I know that their idea is that the <laughs> low ground... Making carriers that don't do anything. No, this is terrible. I mean, terrible is too strong <laughs> a word, but this is like... This is also Terran rushes up to the gold, sieges up that location, and then they have three bases behind that that are defended by that one gold base. Yeah. Those naturals are so close together. I, f- I feel like it's it's like maybe two two or three screens apart. Yeah, no, it's super close. Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't need a proxy my stargates anymore. No. <laughs> I'm just building a natural. Yeah, you, def- you definitely build... <laughs> it's the closest location. This will be funny in the new patch, because Tempests are going to get... You know, you're going to see more Tempests in that. Like, this is the Tempest map, I guess. Hmm. Okay. I mean, well, that must be like the too. walker is there, because the, the speed... Because it's kind of like Habitation, right? Yeah. That's what this map is actually most like, is Habitation Station. Okay, and that brings up, I think, Automaton. I can't tell what you guys are looking at. 
Yeah. If you see this on screen or not. Um, this is interesting. A lot of, I know that they said that I think they were going to try to change up the tile sets a little bit more. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, it's just that visually they're so appealing. StarCraft Two maps. Mm-hmm. Look at I. I gotta tell you, I feel like very close, right? This map, just like the last one, there's a lot of bases that are really close together. I like that. There's a lot of area for like Reaper hop up spots and stuff as well in this map. Mm. Well. Um, I do agree with Dan's comment. So the idea, if you look at the little note on the bottom part, this is how they're balancing this. this is their idea is that there are a lot of bases, um, but they're harassable by like air and siege and that kind of thing. I think that's all mm-hmm. fine and good, but you get into weird balance issues with that where like liberators become extremely powerful, not only as harass tools, but um, one of your only ways to survive a liberator push is like, intercepting it going across the map and fighting in the middle of the map and then kiting back with storm blinking when they move too far forward that kind of stuff but a lot of these maps if they're really short and there's just all of a sudden liberators at your third you just die it's like a really tough situation Mm. so i'm not saying these maps are in you know like impossible to play on but i'm looking at them and i'm just unlike the last map pool where I, i i was like okay i can get my head around this i'm looking at these and i'm like Damn, like, uh, uh, how do you deal with that? Uh, but it's close by air, but far by, by ground is what they're saying here. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess it is a little bit far by ground, because like that those gold mineral patches, is there, like, an obstruction behind those? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes you good. Like, if that was open, this would be a lot quicker, I think, but... You do kind of have to walk around a little bit. Got to walk around. I like it. It's a it's a good looking map though. Again, oh, I like yeah. these different tile sets. Very beautiful. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. The next one we got here is Kairos Junction Ladder Edition, and this one obviously looks to be a little bit larger. Yeah. Uh, more spread out. And I'm looking. I one of the first things I always do is kind of the expansion layout. Because I know yeah. that a lot of maps are unfortunately hamstrung by the idea that they have to be balanced pretty much for Protoss is, is the unfortunate part. Like if you have a hard-to-take third, Protoss just doesn't win a single game on those kind of maps. And mm. it kind of ruins the diversity you can have for Terran and Zerg because they have a little bit more flexibility in that way. Um, so it's nice that the map makers are so conscious of that concept and they seem to be pretty good. But then the tough balance to walk there is the third has to be accessible, but the fourth can't be too easy. Or if it is yeah. too easy, then there has to be other maps where the fourth isn't too easy to take. Otherwise, it becomes a Protoss-dominated map pool, um, oftentimes. And that's a very generic outlook on it, but that's a couple of the concepts, concepts they struggle with. You know, it's interesting that you say that, because some of these maps so far, like those first two maps we looked at, look like to get a fourth, even a fifth base is not going to be hard. But at the same time, the reasons why, like, for instance, look at PVZ, mm-hmm. right? Why those might be really good Protoss maps, Uh are gone, right? You can't you can't just go carriers anymore or something like that. You can't just turtle up and be like, oh, here's everything, uh, because the the unit sucks now, right? So yeah. probably is going to. I think um, it'll be interesting this because because we are heading in a tempest direction, right? Like if you watch the Protoss streams right now, a lot of them are just trying out tempest stuff. The Muslims using a lot more battle cruisers. Like these are some of the new units that we're going to be seeing. And they're not even playing them on the balance patch or uh, the balance map. They're just getting ready, uh, wrapping their head around mm-hmm. the ideas of what the new build will look like. So 
it is fun, and this is part of that thing we talked about last week too, where we want there to be radical changes. So I know that when I look at these maps, you hear me hemming and hawing and being critical. But to be honest, I'm excited. I'm very happy that the map makers and Blizzard push, you know, helped them in this direction as well. We should get yeah. shaken up here. I should feel uncomfortable. Pro gamers should not like it. Um, and as long <laughs> as there's like a balance to be struck, it doesn't mean it needs to be terrible. It just means it needs to be different. Is I guess what I'm saying. If we got yeah. the same map every time that was played the same way. This game would stagnate, um, and we want to avoid that. So it's good that they're pushing the uh, the boundaries here. Yeah, and I I kind of especially like with these new maps, like, again, those first two look like they're going to be totally fine for Protoss, and then the third looks kind of more like maps that we've had more recently in a way, just with the difficulty of taking those extra bases, but, yeah, I kind of like the, a little bit of the diversity that we're seeing here, because it is uh, such a new patch. I mean, it's not as boat rocking as last year's patch but it's still enough that it's like the game is going to feel really different so to have these very different maps is good which brings us to port alexander ladder edition this is the large macro map um and it is very detailed map very beautiful and again with it you can tell each map has different tile sets that they're trying to utilize here and show off very cool and this is a big map yeah This this reminds me of um Oh my god, why can't I think of the name of that stupid map with the four bases straight up the side on both sides on high ground? Camera, I don't know. Okay, never mind. The map that Gumiho and Sue had a crazy game on the season that Gumiho won. Come on! The one with BCs? Uh never mind. Anyways, uh this was I, I like it. The high ground in the center. Kind of a new take on that idea of having all your expansions down and up in a row, right? On the because that's like that's a very different way to expand if you're expanding straight up yeah. or straight down. It says in like the little description that like your your start locations are vulnerable to air attacks if the enemy sneaks along the edges. Is there a lot of dead airspace that I don't see? Because the main start locations, uh, just behind it, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't look like too much. A lot, anyway, a lot of maps don't have that at all, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, a lot of times, too, map descriptions are not... They, they're done with good intention. I run into this a lot in Korea where sometimes we'll have this, like, half-assed translated well, map I, I description. I what they're talking about. Well, they're and I'll about be it. like, uh... Is that how this map is? Okay. <laughs> Oracle or Metabat gets back there. It can't be reached by, like, a stalker or, you know, something on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So what they're talking about is oh, things okay. can get jammed back there and they can be annoying. Um, if you look at all the expansions, for the most part, there's space behind them. So, yeah, that's kind of a funny concept. Air, air control so far is being a big theme in all four of these maps. So maybe unintentionally, but like, I again, I think of Tempest. I think of Liberators. Um, less battle cruisers because obviously they have a lot shorter range, so they're not really taking advantage of being out of reach per se. Um, mm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right, except for stasis that first map we looked at because it does have those air blockers so it seems like with how close the bases are how easy that's going to be to defend and macro up maybe that one is much less like the other three in that regard yes and no there's not air where they can't be reached and it's just pure air units but i I do see you like wanting to shut down the gold base by controlling the ground obviously not just with air units but like sieging it with liberators or tempest and shutting down those bases yeah i think that's gonna be a repeated theme we'll see I mean, it already exists in StarCraft now. Obviously, it's a 
thing that people do. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. It's Emerald City Ladder Edition for two versus two. There's one new map, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, it's, it's a rare thing to see a new two versus two map, but here it is. There it goes. All right. And thank you, Matt. Matt's I happy. just know nothing about two versus two in StarCraft 2, man. Matt is done with that map. We're not. Hang on. I can't tell if those like highlighted things on the map are parts of the map or if they're just like there for decoration. Because some of those like green squares look like they're on the map itself, not just like in the dead air. Um... No, never mind. Maybe they yeah, are I just think in the dead, all air. dead air. Okay. Okay, just details. Yeah. Uh, I don't play tiers two, but it's nice that they're still balancing masters. I know that like Pro Tech and some of these guys like that's all they stream and that's that's their whole world. Um, and we've been talking about for a while. Hopefully, the idea of more two versus two in team leagues or something like that. Hmm. Um, so if you're going to make more maps and that becomes a possibility it looks nice yeah. I like shared main 2 versus 2 maps um, obviously like the older ones the really bad ones were the ones where they had like separate bases and then I don't know it got kind of weird but in StarCraft 2 you can you can do all kinds of stuff in 2 versus 2 that are taking advantage there yeah and then we have Whitewater Line a new 3 versus 3 map again shared base you can see that Gorgeous map again. This is they're just fun to look yeah. at. The maps are just really pretty, man. Yeah. The the Starcraft next map editor is awesome. And then you actually have a shared natural that you can all take down there and into one ramp. So this is like kind of a macro attempt. I can see mm -hmm. a lot of teams walling off that ramp leading up there and then oh, yeah, expanding. Yeah. <laughs> triple triple fast <laughs> expand. Well it's fun though, it's macro games. I would tell you if you're playing three three versus three on this map, you better have a good computer. You're going to have some big armies. And lastly, a new 4 versus 4 map. And holy crap. That looks crazy. It just looks cool. I don't think I've seen... We had one map. Remember that old-ass map at the beginning of Legacy, Legacy of the Void that was on this tile set? I believe, if I remember correctly. I can't I remember the name of it. I don't remember this tile set, really. I don't, I don't it had white that. grounds. Maybe it is not this tile set, but it had that kind of... Uh, that lighting and color effect. But it was a white mm. ground... Um, it was actually in the era of, of He Who Shall Not Be Named during that dream hack. Anyways, uh, I'm getting away from myself. Maybe the chat someone is what map I'm talking about. But That looks cool. That looks awesome. And there you have yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> make, make a one versus one map on that tile set, someone, please. Yeah. So there's the new maps. Uh, we just kind of gave our just feelings on, you know, just our cursory glance look at it. But moving on to our next subject here, we had the World Electronic Sports Games conclude this past weekend, and our very own Rubby was there commenting alongside Nathaniel. So, Rubby, why don't you just tell us about it? How, do you have a good time? Do they take care of you? How are the games? Tell us about it. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of weird for, at least for me and a little bit for Nate, because it I was out there for, if you include the travel days, like for five days but I only cast three best of fives. So I was actually only working for an hour and a half of uh, those five days. That is weird. It was, wow. It was a little weird because um, they had like all the other games going on and stuff. It, it was just a bit odd. But I mean, the, game, the games themselves were like pretty wonky and wacky and they were pretty fun. Um, 
Nibwan, no surprise. He ended up 3 zooing uh, Silky. Silky had a pretty fun series versus Future. And actually, I would say, like, the best series of the entire thing was actually Puck versus Neve, which was one of the semifinals. And Puck actually put up a, a pretty damn good fight for a good bit of time, but eventually got toppled. But, yeah, overall, just a really fun event. Um, the kind of weird thing that I'll also note is that WESG, like, this year, they're doing something different than they did in the previous years, where they're just saying, like, oh, third parties go run, like, each one of these individual national qualifiers. And each one is run so ridiculously differently. Like, a lot of the European mm. ones, all of them are online, whereas this was the United States uh, off or, like, offline one. And I oh. don't even know if, like, the prize pools are the same. And then they have, like, this weird categorization where they're like, okay, so, like, Mexico and eight other countries, and then here's, like, South America will be one qualifier, which is, like, 12 countries. And then you have, like, United States as one country. It's just, like, really weird. The coverage is across, like, maybe seven different streams. It's, like, very difficult to follow, I would say. That's kind of, like, one downside right now. Yeah, I'm looking at this, uh, I don't know if it's up for you guys' screen, but the, the splash screen of how it's, like, America's Europe, SA, Europe. Um, and they, and because they're dealing with different partners and stuff like that, it does seem disjointed, so it's a little bit harder to follow. They've yeah. also done some other weird stuff, like the qualifiers for, like, getting the top four, for example, for United States and Canada. The website that they used, you can't look at the bracket unless you're registered in that bracket. So there's nothing on Liquipedia about it. And there's no, like, no one updated anything on Oligulac. It's like, it's all just only the players know what happened. Nobody else knows what the hell, what the hell happened in those games. Now I always feel, you know, this is just my time to get on this soapbox, which I've gotten on many a time. But, like, it, it, it always is too bad because for a lot of people, they're like, oh, not that big of a deal. Whatever. We're doing a finals in China, and that's that's what, you know, we hope to make our money back on. But, like, a lot of this is not about money it's not hard to do and anyone that's ingrained in like a part of the scene would know to do these things so again i don't necessarily think like a wsg ceo is listening or something like that right now but if you're putting on content do the easy part allow it to be seen and allow it to be talked about maybe it doesn't translate to especially in starcraft tens of thousands of more viewership or traffic through your website but it does make a difference and it doesn't cost money and it doesn't take more time for the most part, like at all. It's the same amount of work, but it's done a little bit differently so that people can watch it and view it. Like this stuff right here, I understand going to different partners. That's cool because you're spreading the love and that kind of thing. But then have a central website where all of this is succinctly linked and organized and talked about so people can just go and follow the whole thing. You know, I've, I've worked with companies kind of like this before in the past in Korea where it's like, okay, we're going to... It's It'll be like a, a big parent company saying... You guys go do esports, right? <laughs> and then they they're like, okay, we're doing esports, and then you get a tournament that kind of looks like this. And the thing is, for the players, it's really awesome. Right. Yeah. The players all want to play. The people want to watch these players play each other. Mm -hmm. We're all eager for this company to just go do esports. But the thing is, they don't necessarily really know how to do esports, so they just kind of, you know, they type in their little search engine. The first thing they find, they kind of go with. They're like, yeah, there, you make the bracket there. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Okay. And they have their little board meeting. They all of them sit down with their, their pencils and their pads of paper, right? And they, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And they, you know, they write down. They're like, yeah, that's the website. Okay. And it's just like, they don't know. Well, here's the part that really frustrates me about this. And it's not necessarily 
this is more us taking this opportunity to talk about this. I'm not coming down on WSG per se. But very often in my years of StarCraft in particular, I see these kind of things roll around. They give great money to the players. They're paying commentators to go in there. Ruby and Nathanius did not do what they did for free. Um, and then at the end of the day, it doesn't get very good views. It doesn't get followed because it's, it's all over the place. And it leads to a finals that should be mega hype. It's been well invested. It's been building up. But because it's also disjointed, the viewership for that is also not as you know robust yeah. as it could be. And then what oftentimes mm-hmm. happens at the end of it is they go, well, fuck it. I'm, that game's dead. I'm not going to go near that game anymore. Because there are some games where just putting it on that weekend, it doesn't matter how shitty everything building up to that was. They'll get some views or at least the people in the boardroom will be like, yeah. well, we're doing content with that game. That, that is everyone. They're all talking about it. So it kind of pays for itself. But with StarCraft, that's not necessarily the case. We can still make great content. We can still put on fantastic tournaments as we just came off of BlizzCon, which is a huge success, and all these things are massive. And Again, I'm not saying WSU needs to put on a BlizzCon, but if you do the little things that build up to a decent show, then maybe you get a little bit more return on investment. But so often, exactly what Dan just described happens where they're like, I don't understand. We, we, we invested $150,000 and we had we had 3000 people on the stream watching it and it hurts me cuz every time that happens it makes us look worse and then they never come back and then it, it just creates a cycle of bad yeah it is it is pretty tough it's just like esports is so new still and so few people really do have any idea what the hell they're doing uh it's it's tough, you know. You have a company that's doing esports yeah. and they just don't have the right person working there. They, I mean, <laughs> if you know what you're doing yeah. and you can get a job with WESG, please go help them. I mean, everyone likes WESG. We all want to watch it. We all want it to succeed. And it's frustrating yeah. too because I think the answer is like, reach out for help. You you reach out to a rubby. You reach out to a no regret or some of these people and be like, hey, you're in the scene. Mm-hmm. Do these things. Can you help us out? They will help you. And yeah, pay him some money. But we're, you know, I get what you're saying, Jeff. We just need we need more esports consultants. That's the takeaway yeah. here. We actually do. Uh, no joking. It's <laughs> like the the, the yeah, joke okay. is, of course, that esports consultants is fake and terrible. But like, there are people that you can pay for their experience and advice, uh, and they will give you good advice and it will help stuff like this. So maybe WSG puts on a great show and it doesn't fucking matter what I just said. But I, like I said, this is more of a vehicle for that discussion. I'll, I'll take every opportunity I can to talk about that. But that was WSG. Great job, Ruby. Um, so it's building up to the finals in China, I guess, which is like early December, right? No, it's. I, I, it looks like based I on here, the pri- it, it says 2019 March? Question mark, question mark? Yeah. I oh. don't know that an actual date has been <laughs> discovered yet. Okay. This goes back to the whole, like, I actually applaud Alessander for finding as much information yeah. As like is listed already, because this is more information than I had. Well, that's good. We'll keep we'll keep tracking it because it is again. It's fantastic that yeah. they're paying these players. They're they're competing. It's really nice that way. Totally. Um, but that's WSG. Before we move on to the next topic, I guess I have to mention this. There's a lot of people talking about my dog snoring. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he's <laughs> he's a big English bulldog. He's asleep. The microphone's up here by me. He's he's adorable. I love him so much. <laughs> um, if it really, really bothers you, 
there's nothing you can do because <laughs> I've done I've done shows in the past where I put him out uh, in the other room and then just anytime he hears my voice he freaks out. He's attached to the hip to me. That's him right there. Cobra showing him. Uh, I love him with all my heart. So if his snoring really bothers you, I'm sorry. Too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. Next topic. He's a great dog. He's a great dog. He's a good guy. Husky and content creators start out too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay the groundwork for this and I'm going to throw it to you guys. And I love that Ruby was talking about this and I know that Dan has opinions on this. I do as well, of course, when I give you guys the space. Um, So what happened? What's been happening? Husky StarCraft is a fantastic, legendary commentator of early StarCraft 2. I guess a lot of our audience, maybe that was before your time, or maybe a lot of you know him. He was very energetic, enthusiastic. Uh, he actually came up in the scene through Brood War um, with Artosis being kind of one of his role models. And I'm not just saying that. He, he said that himself. Did you hear that? Did you guys hear that? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. It's, it's, a ba- it's a baby crying because that was like... I legit thought someone was getting tortured or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought your door was going to be kicked open. It was like a Velociraptor. I'm like, damn, it's Jurassic Park 7. Um, <laughs> holy Toledo. Anyways... <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, he, he was great. He was wonderful. Um, he then took... So a couple of years of him doing that stuff. It's all over YouTube. Anyways, that, that's what he was. Very beloved. He ends up actually discontinuing his content almost entirely and, and pretty quickly when... And I'm not going to give any personal details because it's none of our business, but the TLDR of it is that he began to be a manager for his girlfriend rosanna pantino who's one of the most successful youtubers on all of youtube literally millions and millions of dollars um off of that content no comment about what kind of content it is because it's it's irrelevant for us but that's where he took his career and a lot of people had mixed emotions about this they 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 didn't like that their favorite content creator was moving on to something else without so much as a word um, or other people dealt with it like they deal with any other time someone leaves their particular hobby scene and it's just like, whatever, it's fine. But anyways, it was something of mention for years and years. Um, and then Husky has done a couple of things where he's like, new announcement soon or whatever, and then there's not really been anything to follow it up. Um, but this year, he said, changes are coming, announcement soon. And then he actually rebranded himself, removing StarCraft from all of his things. Um, and that obviously rubbed people again the wrong way. But he just very recently actually made a statement on his Facebook saying, I had a great time in StarCraft. I loved it. It's it's a big part of why I am where I am. Thank you very much. But I will not be, essentially, it says, I will not be making more StarCraft content. Um, I have nothing but love, that kind of thing. Moving on. That is not verbatim, but that is the TLDR of that. Um, and then this opened up the discussion about how people felt about that. So there's a big Reddit thread that was made on our Starcraft 2 Reddit. Um, Ruby posted in there as well. But I thought it was interesting because the kind of other side of this conversation, was it nice username or was it Cyan? Who made the thread? It was Cyan? Oh, Cyan was content creators. Yeah. Cyan made a thread in response to this saying, here are all the other Starcraft 2 com- um, content creators that if you're feeling that void... You can go, you know, watch their stuff and follow them. Now, before I pass it off to these boys, the reason why that thread exists is because the other side of this, and this is a multi-dimensional thing, is there's a lot of content creators that have been around StarCraft for a long time, new or old, that never did leave or are coming in. 
and it rubs them the wrong way every time they're asked, like, hey, where's Husky? You know, your stuff's okay, but where's the other stuff that I used to really like? And now that person's not necessarily saying something wrong or bad, or they're not trying to be mean. They're just a, a consumer. They don't they don't fucking care. They just they're there for StarCraft content. But there are people that work really hard making content that never left, that don't get any of the uh, love or attention that Husky did, who's been gone for like I want to say five or six years. It's a very long time. Um, and now we have the groundwork. So, Ravi, you, you made some comments. We you want to share your thoughts about this thing? Yeah. So, I mean, there's like so many topics to talk about on this that I have a lot of thoughts about. The first one I'll start with is just Husky. Like, so I think that there's this weird thing that happens a lot of the time with content creators, which I've, I've seen like from the content creator side, I've seen from like the viewer side or just like fan side and everything. It's that, like, I think a lot of people develop these weird relationships in their head with the content creators where they feel like there's maybe more of a, like, a relationship than there actually is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the content creator is, like, their friend. Oh, like, the content creator, now that, like, they've shown some support and they watch their stuff or they subscribe or whatever, that that content creator now owes them something. And one thing I, I always really, really respected about uh, Total Biscuit was that he was actually, he would always push this idea that, like, it's a transaction right mm-hmm. if you you're watching my stuff you're paying for it with your views or if you subscribe like here are the things that you're getting and that's it like that was the transaction completed there's not like oh well because you followed me for like 6 years or something on my like channel now i owe you like all of these other things like no if the content creator stops making content like that's their prerogative they the yep. transactions are already completed there's no outstanding payments or something unless there was like you know kickstarter and they're like oh i'm gonna go do all this stuff or like oh i have a patreon like and i'm not fulfilling the promises no promises were made from husky so i get really really annoyed when Mm -hmm. people talk about like that whole situation as like oh you know husky owed us like an an apology and all this other stuff you know what honestly like obviously it sucks one that he deleted all of his videos like it sucks but he didn't owe it to anyone to keep those up I agree that it would have been nice if he kept those up. And it also would have been nice if he said goodbye earlier. That's like, it'd be nice. And I understand people not being happy with him, but I, I just hate that the, the context of the conversation oftentimes goes toward like content creators. owe such and such like audience that help build them up this. I'm like, no, they, they don't you, you paid for it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit distracted. Matt, you want to, like, I guess Zombie wants to say some comments. She's got a lot. If she's being serious in the chat, you can ask about bringing her on if that's not too much of a production snafu. And while you're looking at that, I guess, I would I would just, before we go to Dan, I, I agree with almost everything you said, Robbie. I feel exactly the same way, but I don't want to expand upon that yet. Dan, <laughs> what are your thoughts going to this? Uh, well, uh, first, just something really quick that I've noticed from 20 years of being around. Um it's weird when so it's it's like two parts with this just real quick is first off if someone generally speaking if someone announces that they're stepping away they actually aren't and if they go away quietly they're actually gone and it was weird to me that people didn't even realize this but it is always the case it's like oh yeah i'm kellager i'm retiring guys he's in every tournament he's gonna do something it's like yeah yeah um, but then people like Husky just go away or day nine kind of phases out. Right. And that's just kind of it because they're, they're done. So if you liked Husky's content and stuff like that, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. You watched it. And be happy for him. I'm really happy for Husky. He's made a decision to do something else in his life here. And you should be, I mean, you don't want people doing something they don't want to do. It's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we did it, the three of us didn't like StarCraft, our commentary would be just awful. You wouldn't want to watch any of this stuff, you know. So don't, you shouldn't even hope. Like, as soon as someone actually goes away and actually retires or whatever, I'm always happy for him. Like, oh, yeah. great, it's a new step in your life and go do that. That's fantastic. And I don't know. It, there's also this weird thing where uh, when some people go away, uh, like your memory grows fonder of them or mm-hmm. whatever. Grows into garbage, uh, yeah. Because Husky was actually being witch hunted quite a bit there at the end of his mm-hmm. StarCraft career. And everyone acts like they loved him all the way. But some of you people acting like that may have been part of the reason why he wanted to go away. <laughs> yeah. Because people were actually talking some trash on Husky. Be like, oh, he doesn't know the game good enough. It's like, guys, he's a hype commentator. He's just having a good time and enjoying StarCraft. But people, people were hating as well. So try to keep these things in mind <laughs> i mean he's yeah. an actual human and everyone has to make these types of decisions for themselves so i, I like i understand what you're saying Robbie, about the people feeling like i'm surprised that people would ever feel that it's just like yeah he made content now he doesn't and yeah that's that's yeah. fine and if he wants to get rid of those old videos and everything well you already watched them i mean you've got better stuff to do anyway so it's fine it's it's gone now that's cool all right, uh, Jess, I guess Matt gave you a link or whatever to click on if you want to share your thoughts. We'd love to have you on to talk about this. Uh, before we have Jess on, though, I guess, or while that's happening, I would I would add, to me, the part that's hard for me to separate is we're learning, and I would, I would add Sean to this as well. I think that's a good example, that you can move on from making content. I agree with what you're saying, Dan. If you don't like it anymore or business purposes or whatever, it just happens, right? You're not going to do one thing forever unless you're, you are Artosis. Um, I think it's just easier to give what he gave here, right? Like in this announcement, uh, this Facebook post, when he says he doesn't go into anything deep at all. I don't, I don't read this and go, Oh, that's why he stopped. None of it. He just says, thank you. I'm not, I'm going to be enjoying Starcraft in private. Now I'm doing other stuff. And he's doing this a lit by the way, because it got into a weird bully situation where every time he made any kind of comment or there's his name was mentioned, there was this like whiplash fervor of people that very obviously like him and want his content. But as Rubby started by saying, it has this weird relationship where they feel victimized by the fact that because they like his content, but the way that he stopped making it made it into like a, a greed situation or abusive or bad. So there was this really negative vibe around that. And that's, that's the only reason you're getting this response literally again, six years later, like, it's because people would not let it go. So what I'm learning from this, when I look at this situation, and there's a lot of people too that, like we had Dane Ein on the Pylon show for, for BlizzCon. Uh, there was a handful of comments of people that were just like, oh man, there he is cashing in on the fucking StarCraft panel or something like that. First of all, <laughs> uh, ugh, if you think anyone is hopping on a StarCraft panel to cash in or like <laughs> reap the views that we have in the StarCraft scene... I am so sorry to burst your bubble, but nobody is doing that. They're showing up because they fucking love StarCraft and they'll talk about it whenever they can. Um, But there's that negativity around that as well because they didn't like that he stopped making content, which again is funny because it comes from a place of like, I love his content. Now he's not making more. Well, I hate him. You know, so (laughs) what I'm learning from this is if you stop making content for whatever reason it is in Husky's situation, 
it was business, and Dane Ives was business too, by the way. He moved, it's not like he's not making content. He moved on to games that still uh, are, are, are massive. You probably sh- should just say it. You should, and it, it's as innocuous as this statement here too. Like nobody looks at this and goes, oh, that's why. It doesn't say why. It just says, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I love you guys. I'm going to do other stuff. But people will be happy with this. So I don't think that's the biggest lesson for most people because I think most people kind of knew that. But it is an interesting thought experiment for me as a content producer who's never planning on leaving. But if I ever was, it would not be quietly into the night. Now, the other side of this, and I think – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say like almost kind of uh, building off of what you were saying but in like a slightly different direction. We don't really know why exactly he didn't just announce it earlier. And that Oh, why okay. he didn't announce it earlier? No. Yeah, yeah, why he didn't announce it earlier. And part of the reason maybe that he – actually did have an interest in eventually returning to it or like he wanted it as an option further down the line yeah. he didn't want to be that person maybe that quits and then comes back kind of like what dan was saying because everyone that says that they're going to quit oftentimes doesn't actually end up quitting he doesn't like doesn't want that kind of reputation like we don't actually know it could have been all these like different reasons so it's it's like kind of i i sort of see some of the potential reasoning of like why you may not announce it or you may not want you may not want to make it like this finalized decision if you ever decide to go back. Okay. Uh, it looks like Jess will, is not clicking the link, so she does not actually want to hop on the show. That's okay. Doesn't have to, but if you do, Jess, the opportunity is there. The other direction this was taken, though, and this is an interesting moment to talk about this conver- this part of the conversation, is that I would say Husky becomes the pa- the poster boy for this concept that has rubbed people the wrong way, and I can throw even like Rotterdam's name out there. This is a joke we have off camera quite often is how many times people will ask like me or Roddy, they're like, yeah, you guys are good, but where's Husky, man? He's the guy that got me into the game. And we'll be like, oh, hey. it's it's a weird concept because it's a little bit like, it's you ever been around that guy that talks about his ex-girlfriend with his girlfriend in the room, like just a little bit too much. It's like, yeah, well, my ex-girlfriend would, wouldn't have done that. It, it never comes off as like, you're not being a, you're not like a it's not evil or like super wrong it's just a little bit weird it's just a little bit weird it makes people uncomfortable and that's kind of how it is with the husky thing it's like it's not that you never mention him it's just that there's people that are still here putting in the work trying and when people are like hey you're cool but like where's husky and you're like (laughs) you know so anyways look at oh we do have zombie grove here i know you got thoughts on this are you Mike then? Yeah, what's up? How you doing? Hi. Yeah, I'm okay. <clears throat> I was I wasn't gonna come on, but then I really I really like it when there's like disagreement. So Ooh. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that thing where I improve the show by just being the person that disagrees. Please do. I want to hear so. it. I want to disagree with whatever you're about to disagree. <laughs> it's, gonna so. it's gonna be great. I also want to talk to you about manor mules later. So Ooh, totally calm down. Um. No, um, I just, so I was kind of only partially listening to some of the stuff that we said in the last like two minutes because I was deciding whether or not it should come on. No, but, thank uh, you. Yeah, it was just me talking. Don't worry about it. So, yeah. yeah, I know. I probably wasn't like great. <laughs> um, but I do, <laughs> I do like, you know, with Fear Dragon talking about Total Biscuits philosophy and then there's like this whole discussion that could be had over like, is is that actually true or not? Um, is is probably like the, the core of the issue. So I feel really bad just being like, let's, move past that um but i think it'd take way too long if we didn't um i just 
I, I feel like it is more than just like, hey, I did this thing and and you watched it. So that's that's the end of our agreement. I think just being a content creator and a personality actually comes with most more of a mm. of a social contract, if you will, um, than than Ravi's explanation gave credit for it. Um, so I, I, I don't really like Husky for how he left the people that I, I, I see as having at least some type of, of obligation. And this obligation, by the way, because people are going to really like riot over my, my word choice there, mm-hmm. is literally just like, hey, guys, I'm leaving. And then you get into the whole like, well, why didn't he do that? Why did he wait four years and then put it on his Facebook in the weirdest message mm-hmm. time ever? And I think that the answer very well could be he was scared of the backlash. Totally possible. He was under a lot of scrutiny. Um, well, scrutiny, not the right word. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it was bad back then to be like, hey, maybe not StarCraft. People would, would write. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. But then the other reason is that he might have had intentions that always come back. And that's kind of like, that's kind of where I'm like, oh, is that is that kind of skeevy? Just to mm. be like, you know, like, well, you know, I might pick this YouTube up thing again, month, you know, late, like a month later when this thing doesn't work out. And uh, I, I don't want to cut that tie. Um, that cord you know completely with a statement like that and i don't really like that idea either although you know we don't 100 percent know that's the case you're selling me on it why don't you like the idea of him leaving himself an easy route back in if he's if he's just kind of slowly losing interest he's working on something with his girlfriend or whatever right doing some other business ventures i mean doesn't he have the right to come back if he wants he yeah. does, but I think there that goes back to what I think is a bit more of a social obligation than maybe other people do, where you just, you say that. You you literally say like, hey, I've been going through a rough time. There might be less content. Hey, I'm working on this other thing. There might be less content. And then after a month, after he's like less, 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 and he says, you know what? This is really working out. Sorry, guys, I got to leave. Everyone's like, oh, I had closure. I had understanding of the process and I had closure. And what he did was just not not do that to anyone so i I feel for the people and this is someone who wasn't i'm like not even that much of a star like a husky starcraft fan so this is no emotional attachment here um but i do understand why people would be like well that was kind of screwy i don't like it i like that that's a good perspective dan and i'm not actually i know that i've teased you about this kind of thing in the past i'm not doing that now but you have been like deep in the hearthstone scene or whatever you did make content for some other games and then you did kind of move on from that so yeah you got backlash for it, but but how did you reconcile these kind of things? Like for you, and I'm asking, and that's the advantage of the show, I guess. You're a content producer. You worked in different games. What's your philosophy yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on on moving between different games and, and doing that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I guess it's been kind of weird, and I've I guess I've done it kind of like Husky when I've left some of these other games. I didn't make an announcement that I left Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more like I was focusing a little bit more heavily. Like I was asked to do some heroes stuff, and I always do StarCraft because that's that's my love, right? And uh, so I had to skip a couple Hearthstone events, and then they stopped calling as much, and you know, it just I just kind of phased out, and it, I never made the announcement. And the thing is, it wasn't like I made a conscious. Uh, decision to step back from Hearthstone. But, like, for instance, I didn't get hired for the Hearthstone League in Korea, you know, and so it's like I don't have that for work. And then, you, you know, I only have, like, I get invited to one Hearthstone event every three months, but it's, like, overlapping with things that I have to do. So it's, like, I was, you know, it just kind of happened that yeah. way in Hearthstone, uh, which was fine because I had so much other work. And then with Heroes, it was kind of like yeah, I just decided not to 
uh, re-up for the Korean League because it went through like a bunch of changes I didn't agree with and I didn't like, and it was no longer it no longer made sense with a lot of Starcraft one and two. And so I guess in both those scenes, I was kind of like Husky where I didn't make any announcements. And the thing is, I, I view it in such a way that if I want to go back to these games, I can, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't, I, it's not like I made, um, I wasn't trying to like trick anyone or leave a way back in. It's just the work flowed away uh, this is different from creating my own content because I, I do like a little bit of my own content, but that's not my main thing by any means. Uh, but you know, if if the gigs aren't right and the the casting contracts aren't correct, and I don't you know the, I don't get hired for certain things, then suddenly I'm not doing it, and I just kind of disappear. And I mean, I do get so, people occasionally that are like, "Hey, why aren't you doing Hearthstone forever?" I'm like, I I don't know. And w- what do I answer? Right? There's a lot of things I can answer. I value StarCraft more, or you know, I didn't get gigs or, you know, I'm a little bit out of the loop. It takes a big concentration of effort to do anything well. And, you know, you only have so much attention and stuff like that. So I guess I don't have a, a great um, answer for you, Jeff. But it, yeah. yeah, I guess I kind of did a little bit of similar thing to Husky oh, you're, there. You're sharing I appreciate it. Though. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah, I mean, like it's a good thing to bring up. It was a really good question to ask and get Artosis' opinion on it. But I just don't think it's very similar. I mean, people are pointing out that the commitment is a bit different. Um, if you had left StarCraft maybe in this fashion, then maybe I'd be thinking different things. But I'd like regardless of the commitment, I think the difference is that you have the people, you, you actually could actually respond to people who are like, hey, why don't you hear us anymore? And you can mm. say, well, you know, the gigs stopped coming. And same for Todd, who uh, bring, people are bringing up in chat. Like, if he had just, which he did, stop doing a lot of StarCraft II stuff, um, people asked him and he made a video about it. Um, that's very different than what Husky did, which I, I guess Zero people response. correcting me. And he did, like, kind of trickle out some, like, Heart of the Swarm VODs and stuff. But there was never any direct communication um, with his community about that. So that's the big difference there between you two for me. Like, a really big difference. Can I ask, yeah. what do you feel like? What do you feel the obligations are? Because you mentioned that like there is these social obligations. Like I know it's it may be like complicated or something. There may be like a lot of different individual ones. But if you had to summarize it, like what would you say the social obligation is for a content creator to the community? Uh, I think that would be a really big discussion. Um, assuming that like enough people even agree that there is one. But I I said what I thought the obligation was. I think just an exit post is is your literal only obligation <laughs> which doesn't sound like a lot and that's that's also another reason where i'm like well you could you could argue if there's obligations or not but it i don't think you can argue that it would have been really a cooler thing for him to make an exit post it would have been the nicer thing to do you can't i'm gonna argue against that now well to be fair right like that we don't know exactly what his situation was but it can sneak up on you like the the exit from hearthstone kind of snuck up on me and it no longer made sense to accept the gigs I could. Uh, and there was no real post there because I already kind of phased out. And yeah. uh, kind of a similar thing happened to Heroes. I just did less Heroes events and then just kind of, I guess I made like a tweet. I'm like, oh, I won't be casting Heroes this year or something <laughs> for that one. Hearthstone, I don't think I ever say anything. But it definitely can sneak up on you where you're like, you start doing more of something else. You start releasing less you stop doing that as much as you were right and over time eventually it's kind of like 
you might even wake up and be like, oh, wow, I really just don't do this anymore. And I could see that. I mean, that could be what happened to us. We, we don't know exactly how it went down. I mean, in Very my right. recollection, by the way, like, I think an interesting example, and I could be totally wrong on this. Maybe I'm forgetting part of the story, but I feel like that's kind of almost what happened with Apollo and casting, right? Like, he was making content, he was casting, and he kind of gradually, like, it was just like at this weird random point, yeah, you just stopped yeah. seeing him cast, and he was just behind the scenes. Like, I don't think he owed anyone like mm. hey i'm just taking a step back from casting or anything it just it happens right it's interesting yeah, it was kind of he he got more work at esl behind the scenes and stuff yeah, and yeah it kind of did phase out a little bit it's interesting too to pull it so i'm gonna take this in a little bit of a different direction to give flavor i think everyone on this call knows more what i'm talking about i'm sharing with the audience there is a strategic layer to yourself as a business obviously and i think this is part what jess is getting at too her style is very honest, very open, share everything, um, and for better or worse, there's an advantage to that. I find myself closer to that side of things as well, but there are people um, who do not. And I'm not necessarily saying this is the answer from Husky, but I do have more information that I'm going to share with the public. I will say that it's, I'll just tell you, it's closer to this than, than not, uh, that it was a business choice to share less. And I think that's an interesting thing that's not to be demonized, by the way, necessarily. I still do agree that the execution of how you handle this is different. Um, not saying anything at all versus something like this Facebook post is very is night and day for me. And just on a strategic layer, I can't rationalize not doing that. Because again, no information was shared in that Facebook post. There's no lawyer sitting at Disney or elsewhere that's like, aha, and now we got a motherfucker. Like that never happened. That, Nothing that was said in that actually does one thing or the other. But there is that layer that is like, I'm not going to say anything because A, there could be backlash, or B, it doesn't allow me the opportunity to come back and be like, just kidding, I'm actually going to keep making content, which then whiplashes your community back and forth, and then you create really bad experiences. Um, but I just want to throw that out there because for some people, it's an interesting thing to look at. It's, there is no good, right, or wrong answer here. Um, I would even, another example would be someone like a day nine where he is wildly successful, but what he, how he acts and says and, and, and does things on camera is him. I'm not going to say anything else, but it's a version of him that is, um, that takes energy to put out there. That's not, re you know, he's not, he's not crying on camera. He's not, it's not day nine daily 100 all every single time, right? It's, it's a, it's part of a performance. Whereas for other people, that's not what they do. And again, I'm not saying one's right or wrong or whatever. I'm just trying to share with you that the what you hear and see from a content creator is not so easy as like, I'll just share everything. And, you know, yeah, I'm getting sued or something. And then you just share that with everybody. You're like, I don't like the content as much. I don't like StarCraft as much. Or can you imagine the content creators that, for instance, Kaldor moved away from StarCraft 2 and some of these other people. If they were just like, yeah, I'm moving to another game because the opportunities are better for me to make money. There's going to be somebody that puts his picture up on a wall and is like, I, Caldor, I hate you. You are my German content creator, and now I'm going to kill you. And it's like this terrible thing for that person. Whereas if you leave it ambiguous and don't say that and just go make other content, and then when someone's like, why'd you do that? They'll be like, because I love the game so much, you guys. And I just, the content's just driving me. It's just so enthusiastic and exciting, and I love everything. And everyone's like, wow, that's so great of you. Uh, it's There's a strategic layer, is I guess what I'm trying to share. Hmm. It's true. Yeah, there is the choice to be very public or, or not. And as far as I remember, he was across like the board, like, you know, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. He just wasn't a very direct guy. You know, yep. like, he made his, his money off of, of YouTube ads and didn't have to do the whole like, 
you know, oh, I really care about you because you're on my chat all the time type uh, type deal. So it yeah. is different. Um, but I still don't, I don't like, and it is, it was a business decision for him to, to not do it. I just, I personally, I, I, the reason I came on by the way, was not because I'm like hundred percent disagree. I'm just like, it's not that cool. That is basically my true standpoint. I, like I really wanted to throw out a disagreement, but my hmm. true standpoint, it, it wasn't cool. I personally didn't like it, but if you return into the YouTube stuff, am I going to be like morals, ethics? No. I'm, I'm glad you did that. Cause somewhere out there, father Noni is listening and he's disappointed in our toast and I, again, as we fail to call out somebody in another moment in time. Uh, The way I word it was that's not how I'd go about it, but I like that you're pushing that in the direction of like, now that sucks. And I do think, it. um, like I said, I I have more of the story that I'm not going to share publicly, but I I don't agree with it either. I don't like it. It was a business choice is all I'm going to give to you is it errors on that side. And there are people that make content and it is a business choice for them. And I make a lot of choices business choice wise as well. Um, So it is a, a fine line to walk, but... I don't know. And it's hard to hold everyone to the standard. For me personally, I make content about shit that I like a lot. So the idea of just dropping it and moving on to something else is not fathomable to me. You are not mm-hmm. going to see a um, Candy Crush tutorial from me tomorrow on my YouTube. Unless they pay a fuck ton of money. In which case, I'll do that <laughs> two seconds flat. But you probably won't see it because they're, they're not going to pay me the money. Uh, you're going to see a lot of content about shit that I like a lot. And it's not going to perform as well because I'm fully clothed and I'm not yelling racial obscenities or something like that and getting to the top of Reddit live stream fails. Uh, Cause I also, anyways, I'm that's my, that's, I do that thing. I just, my whole brain just fell that's out okay. on the floor. Okay. So that's the end of my <laughs> jokes. Uh, anything else on this subject you guys want to add? By the way, Jen um, in the chat's up. Thank you for joining us. Well, were we going to mention, cause you mentioned there was like this second part of the thing where content creators are angry about it or something like that yeah i feel like we really hit on that yeah yeah and I, i'm yeah. glad zongrub's here too because i want to get her thoughts on this as well so just that the idea here is the weirdness of fans having nostalgia and really liking the people that they listen to earlier on uh versus the people that are still here making that content and then being asked you know what's going on with these other content creators that moved on um, so that's why Cyan made that thread. And I actually love the way he did it, by the way. He did not go passive-aggressive, as far as I can tell. I, I read through most of it. He did not make it bad that people liked Bitter and people like Husky. He just said, hey, here's some other people that if you're liking StarCraft II content, they're making stuff. And he did a really great job. Did you happen to see that one, Zombie Grub, that thread? Oh, yeah. Of course. And all the tweets are flying to him about that thread. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, did he get some tweets? Well, I didn't see that. Well, it's... <laughs> So it's funny because I've done something similar to what Cyan's done like a couple of years ago or something. And I had the exact same reaction where basically anytime you make a list saying, hey, guys, this is not an exhaustive list. These are just some like people that I think are worth supporting. And you guys should also post who you think is worth supporting. (laughs) And the first reaction is going to be from any content creators that felt like they were left out and weren't named. And like, oh, wow, I guess you just like don't care about my content or something. It's like the kind of passive aggressive, like, why wasn't I on the list? Mm. it's just i know that that was a frustrating point for cyan so he was very annoyed that he was like trying to create this list and was like hey go support these content creators and then 50 percent of the reaction he gets from other like content creators is just like wow can't believe you didn't include me which is funny because there actually are so many people creating content um which is awesome and it's too bad that some people took that route but I will say, without naming names, we actually had a little bit of a, a funny experience with that, because when Dan and I wanted to make this show, 
we just wanted to make a fucking show talking about StarCraft. And, and a huge back part of this is, like, try and share it as much as possible. Uh, but again, without naming names, there there was some individuals that were actually upset that we made this show because they thought that it was, like, aggressive and meant to kill other content and take their ideas. And we were like, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you give a guy 99 bucks and he's like, why isn't it 100? And you're like, well, sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. So hopefully it builds towards a better future and everyone kind of like Cyan makes that list and yeah, some people are like, why aren't I on that list? And that's, you know, he's trying to share. Well, that's a, that's a weird stance to take, isn't it? Why aren't I on that list? It's like, well, maybe because you're like this right now. <laughs> it's it's like moment. if you're, if you're going to be aggressive that he didn't name you on the list, first off, maybe you need to make better stuff. Maybe he forgot about you. Maybe you should take yourself less seriously and more people would know about you. I don't know. I didn't read yeah. the thread, so I don't know who did that, but that's the things that come to my mind. <clears throat> well, I mean, for at least a few people specifically, and, and some were nicer than others when they were called out about it. Um, that, that thread was literally like, hey, content, like, hey, people coming back from Husky's time. These are the mm. new content creators. And the people, some people that complained were like the people from 2010 to 2012. So... They actually like weren't like they they actually would not be on the list even if they they were forgotten about they actually <laughs> they wouldn't be on the list so yeah, yeah that weird. was funny part of it too you know it, not to make this a whole other topic but it is funny because making content Starcraft is a prickly subject right like there's uh, we've we've done a couple of drama moments on our show which has been really funny in the past I want to shout out to Nate for handling it so well <laughs> some of these other <laughs> stuff that we've done but like uh, if you're making content in Starcraft two like we were joking about earlier you're here because you fucking like Starcraft two and, and you're trying to um, fill a need and you're trying to talk about it, you're trying to share it and a lot of people try to monetize it which some people anytime you talk about money they instantly click to like that's greedy no you should not make content for money that's terrible why don't you just do it for free um, the I'll tell you as someone that's doing that right now on a show with a bunch of people that are in various different processes of either doing it or, or getting there. Uh, Doing what you fucking love and making content about what you really love is the goddamn dream. If you see somebody trying to make money making content about something they love, please don't hate on that person. Please love them. Please support them because they are – that is the life. If you know somebody that has a job that they don't like, you know somebody that is, generally speaking, some level of probably not very happy or they're not as happy as they could be. Um and I would I would hate the idea that someone would ever make someone feel bad for trying to get themselves out of that situation. Like it's it's the best. So can I, I can I tell my favorite story about this? Yeah. Where, of how insane some of the people are about like giving shit for trying to make money off of like content that's being produced. So I run a tournament that's now sponsored by Blizzard, but I called Ladder Heroes. But I used to do it self funded out of like my own money, and then I would add to the prize pool, and I opened up a Patreon. That hmm. was going directly to the prize pool. I didn't like t- see a single dime of that money, and I was still putting my own money in. When I opened up that Patreon, I got a message from a guy like once a week for at least two months about what a sellout I was and how ridiculous it was that I was asking for money. That, by the way, was basically going and being counted as income for me. So I was paying taxes on the money that I was <laughs> So, you know, just. Just to put this into context of the kind of shit that content creators deal with sometimes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Gotta block that guy ASAP, man. <sighs> you shouldn't even know that he did that for weeks. First I, time it comes yeah. up, get out of here. <laughs> I hate the word cringe, cringe or whatever, because it just obviously became something else, but my whole body is like, 
because I know that guy, man. Those people are out there. They message me quite frequently too, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, just making angry comments, man. I don't know. It's a lot of them. <laughs> they have to be bots. There can't be that many stupids yeah. running around. It's... Well, that's that topic, Jess. We only have a couple more. If you want to stay on, you're more than welcome, or you can. I can stay on until I have to stream. There you go. Thank <laughs> you guys for that discussion. Thank you for handling it really well. I, I, I've been looking at the comments in the chat. Appreciate it. Uh, if you're wanting to get your question answered, all you have to do is be a Patreon of the motherfucking show, dude. You got to pay us some money to get on that on the topic of selling out. <laughs> Anyways, real quick, next topic. Matt's scrambling to show you guys the Patreon. You can hop in there. Uh, next topic is Home Story Cup. They're slow dripping out the players that are coming out. Um, I saw the bracket. I think it's not for public consumption just yet. It's stacked. I don't know how. I don't know how fucking Dennis does it. Actually, I do know how Dennis does it. By the way, one of the one of the coolest little moments. You guys don't know this. You didn't put these things together. I saw a couple of comments, but Take TV. Dennis Geelan himself shows up at BlizzCon with his camera, and they're like, "Tastosis, can you hop on for a video real quick?" And, and, and Nick's like trying to say no but it's all happening so fast that he's on camera and then take is like tasteless wouldn't it be great if you showed up to a home story cup and what's meant to happen there is that nick can't do anything but say yes i would love to be at home story cup and then he's roped in but instead nick the master this guy is covered in the lubricant of esports you cannot <laughs> hold on to him he's the greatest he he's will greatest, not give in he's just like man you can't afford me and then that's it. Uh, I think, was, hold on. He, I think he opened with, are you going to pay me? And takes like, yeah. no. Like, what do you want? God bless Dennis. But I'll tell you what. Um, the Home Story Cup is anyone that you see there commentating and doing that, they, they are not being paid boatloads of eSport dollars. They're there because they fucking love StarCraft, which is not a slight to Home Story Cup. They are also not rope, you know, they're not making StarCraft content to make millions of dollars. So it's just a it's a passion thing amongst everybody. But we do have our laughs because Dennis is uh, – he, he can pinch a penny and get a dollar out of it. But in this case, he pinched a penny and tried to get a Benjamin, and the Benjamin said no thanks. Uh, but there's going to be some great players there. We have Tasia announced coming back. This is going down next week. Um, I know that Zombie Grub is going to be over there. It's true, not as a player or a caster. Just a drunk. As someone in the background. Well, here's my favorite part. And I'm so I'm so glad you're here, Jess, because I get to make this prediction, by the way. They are going to zombie grub, so it'll it starts like on a Wednesday or Thursday and goes through Sunday. So Thursday through yeah. Sunday, Zombie Grub will will cast four hours each day, I think, between Thursday and Sunday. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably four a good day. Four to five hours. So we're talking about twenty hours of free labor coming out. Not even free labor, because <laughs> Jess is going to send herself over there. So it's like the opposite. What do you? It cost me money. Paid <laughs> for labor, and well, it's like she's paying for exposure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I can't wait till my taxes ask for how much exposure I made this year. Um, <laughs> she'll be there. Rifkin's going to be handling the B stream, I believe. So they're going to stick him in the fire dungeon. Which again, a lot of people don't know this, but that room gets up to be about 115 degrees, and Rifkin's going to be in there the whole time. So that's cool. Uh, but that's great content coming out. And then Kevin will be there, Rotterdam, of course. And I really want to step up the hype about him taking his shirt off. I, I think it's ridiculous that this community let him off the hook so easily. He's just like, no. And everyone's like, okay, that's reasonable. 
Come on. And he didn't even he didn't even write a post about it. Didn't no post. I feel cheated. He owes me. Yeah. <laughs> That's content we deserve. You know, it's <laughs> Christmas season. So don't let him forget about that. Um, I'll be over there as well. And I will spend most of my I'll try to spend as much time as possible drunk. This will be a drunk one, okay? It's it's after BlizzCon, so I can't be I can't be fired from BlizzCon. They can't tell me that I'm too silly for BlizzCon like they did one year. So this is timed perfectly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to get I start off with saying I don't know how to get these players look at this list Lambo Laser Serral's gonna be there they got Rail from Russia that's a list thus far I'm yeah. kind of excited to see who else is gonna show up I mean if Tasia's there I feel like we need Snoop to show up I don't know if he's going to but um, he was taken off the list of players specifically but that doesn't mean he's not gonna show up I talk with uh, TLO and like I think I, I like briefly have talked with like Euthermal and a couple other TL players. It sounds like Snoot is actually like pretty much off the map. Maybe he does return and do something. Mm-hmm. I know he said he wanted to stream for at some point, but he's like not even communicating really with anyone in StarCraft. Interesting. Right I thought it would go one of two ways um, where he's the kind of guy who with the stress off, he might actually have become a better player was my initial prediction. But he also might be the other kind of guy where if they're not playing full bore, if they're not like, you know, pedal to the metal, just going all out, then they don't enjoy what they're doing. Because um, I've met that kind of player as well, where Idra was kind of that way, by the way. If Idra wasn't training full bore and, and, and just trying to win everything... Okay. I, I don't know if you guys can see my screen, but Cobra's downloading German malware on my computer now, right? <laughs> oh, he is. You can't no, see his screen. Cobra, no! Um, anyways. <laughs> you guys thoughts real quick on Homestore Cup? Excited? You're going to watch all that stuff? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I'll still be here for Palin Show, so we'll probably do a big preview. I guess, I think it starts this day next week, doesn't it? Yes. If I'm not oh, well, mistaken. It Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. Well, yeah. which is Thursday. In your See, day. it's Thursday in Germany right now, but I guess it's, I think we're going to be on before it starts. Sure. So. Oh, you're doing the time travel. Yes, you're going to be on the day before, is what we're trying to say. Right. Yes, okay, perfect. Well, we'll do a big preview episode next week for it. There you go. Because for me personally... I love Home Story Cup. Like this is, like, my wife knows about Home Story Cup more than anything else uh, that's that's made in the StarCraft community because I like tell her ahead of time. I'm like, this is coming up. I'm gonna need the TV. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> you know, I'm gonna stay up late and watch as much as I can. Uh, it's just, it's such an entertaining show. I love, I love it. And next week, you can actually, when you're doing the preview, you can go over all the balance patch notes. Because it'll be the first big tournament on the balance. Yeah. Oh my so god. It's like a fourth time now. They're using those maps, the new maps, right? I assume so. They better. Probably. They better if they know it's good for them. Oh my god, that would be like yeah. literally, yeah. The, so the new maps would hit the day before. Yeah. Is that right. That's so sick. That's so yeah. exciting. I mean, it's fun for us. It's terrible for the players. It's poor. Guys. Work, guys. Look, every time that things are bad for the players, it's good for the viewers. That's true. Every time. You guys remember, what was it called? Dasani Station or something? Dasan oh, Station? Oh my god. Yep. God. Dasani. Pros never Such hated a map that bad. Oh, and Loco will be there, by the way. Every time. <laughs> Loco will be there as well. I forgot about that. So if you're... Yeah. If you're missing out on the Husky StarCraft brand of content, Loco will be there. Always smiling, blonde hair, relatively attractive, and just everything's great. So just check it out. I'm excited to see what happens when we rattle him because that's that's what I'm there for. I'm gonna. I want to see. I bet Loco's nasty. I don't know about that. It was pretty surprising if you can just 
touch on that 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 loco was the 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 first confirmed caster like i actually don't think they ever made a caster announcement except loco i don't think an officially confirmed (laughs) casting but uh yeah um in my in my egotistical mind it's the grand finale announcement so that's what i'm waiting for it's like the day Um, oh, they, they, everyone just assumes you'll be there, Jeff. Actually, this was sad because everyone was releasing these videos about like casting at BlizzCon, remember? Yeah. And so Nick and I made some. We're like, well, they'll, they'll probably ask us to release these. And so we made videos that we thought were really funny and cool. And then oh. the fucking everyone else released a video and they announced the casters. They never asked us to put them out. <laughs> so on our phones, we got these videos that were pretty cool. I mean, like them. We actually we tried. We talked about it. Made them nice. <laughs> you guys couldn't talk about the bliss like anything at the BlizzCon Pylon show, so you missed the whole like talking about how that that obviously like I guess I think the the joke amongst the rest of the the casters who weren't invited um, was that they 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 couldn't pay the graphic design guy. They saved <laughs> solid hundred dollars right there by making it all well, on you. For people that missed out of that video, I can actually I'll just do it for you right now. So, okay, guys, this is Nick Tasteless Plot here. I'm with Dan Artosis Timkowski. Um, yeah, so we're going to be commentating BlizzCon. We're so excited. We're so stoked. This is going to be so great. Super rad. Dan, your thoughts? Oh, I, I can't wait. Starcraft's the best. Go SOS. That's right, Nick, or Dan. Uh, so, yeah, tune in. Uh, it's going to be happening this next weekend. Did you just do a Canadian accent for Nick? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Uh, his Nick's Nick's like I'm talking to other humans caster voice it's so fucking funny the whole plot family like every time we hang out like after the event there's like Nick who's like like uh, shambling through a bar like at the at the hotel he's like hey get over here have some drinks with us and he's like Sean Sean I love you brother and Sean's like fuck yeah Nick what's up dude and then you get you're like oh my god there's a camera and you like shine it on him and Nick's like He's like, oh, hey, it's so great to see you. Thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to make more content. When I get home and my wrist is healthy, I'll actually stream too. Check me out at Tasteless TV. Sean, your thoughts. And Sean's like, I'm so excited to be here. Everything's so great. The StarCraft people here. Uh, I'm on two panels tomorrow, which is two more than I think I deserve. <laughs> and you pull the camera back. And they just like shrink back down. It's like water on the gremlins from that fucking... <laughs> anyway, so I was I fucking hate methamphetamines, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not normal shit. Oh my god. Dan, by the way, in case you're wondering, is exactly the same. Camera or off camera. Like you are getting artosis. I'm pretty close. <sighs> I don't like to use extra energy pretending to do anything else. And if you're wondering, I can make fun of Nick on my show because he doesn't watch, so don't worry. It's not... I'm, I'm totally safe. Our friendship's <laughs> fully intact. Oh, it hurts because it's true. <laughs> I love this guys. They're great. Um, yeah, so that'll be next week. We'll do another... Dan's going to do another show about it. Uh, last topic, and this yes. one's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. So the groundwork I'll lay for this is that Video game awards are bullshit, um, just generally speaking. So please don't take any of them serious at all. It's usually, uh, and mo- most of the time, you have to accidentally click on this kind of website. But it's a bunch of people jerking themselves off. Super hard. Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't suck sometimes when they jerk off really hard and forget about, you know, jerking off the right people. Um, and in this case, they <laughs> they had a vote 
for who is the number one PC gamer of the year and simple, a Ukrainian CSGO player one. Who, by the way, that's not... I know for a lot of these guys on the show, like, that's... You probably don't know who that is. He's fucking incredible. Um, it, it's not necessarily that Simple shouldn't have won, because I don't I don't even think we need to go there, but this idea, like, there's going to be StarCraft elitist people that are like, no, it, you can't fucking... No, Simple's actually an incredible player in a game that takes an extreme amount of skill, and he, distingu- he's, he is incredible. So I'm not even talking about that. The shitty part was, when you talk about the best PC gamer of the year, and you have a list that doesn't include Serral, who for the first fucking time dethrones mm. 20 years of dominance from Koreans, and does it out of Finland, where he won every tournament he entered except for one, and he put together like historic streaks in a game that is wildly considered, by gamers, by the way, CSGO people, everyone, as the hardest, or at least one of the hardest games on planet Earth to play, then you are talking about a shitty, shitty list. And I would love it if Zombie Girl was going to disagree with me or somebody. Go ahead, Rubby. Your hands up. It was, it was community like community nominations, so just nobody nominated him, and yeah. anyone I think anyone could have done it. Well, fuck all those people then, everyone. So, so literally <laughs> the entire StarCraft community is to blame it? for that. But so, this is what this. All right, I I am going to I'm going to put an addendum to what I said. There's no way. I've had like. 10 people on Twitter tell me that. So I'm assuming okay. that 10 people sure. didn't lie to me. I'm sure it's a, I mean, let's just say this, it's a mixture. Yeah. Either there was a list of people that you could vote on, because otherwise if you're just like, gaming world, just nominate anybody, and everyone like nominates Ninja anyways, and they're like, I guess that counts. Uh, then that would be kind of weird. Um, I To me, it just, like, like well, I just go back to my original statement of like, how shitty of a list do you have to have? If your system is just anyone can vote for this thing that you may or may not have heard of, yeah, that's that. That sounds like a weird way to do it. And I wanna, I wanna jump back just a little bit and echo what you said at the beginning, Jeff. That all the esports awards shows are pretty, pretty silly. I, I like. I only followed them a little bit the first year. Some of them started popping up, and like I was looking at them, like, oh, I, well, this is kind of neat that this is happening. And then I like. I, I don't know if it was this esports award thing or another one. Maybe it still exists. Maybe it doesn't. But like, I clicked on it, and it was like I went to the website and I clicked on judges, and you know, it had a it had two three guys where I'm like, oh yeah, no, these are esports veterans. These guys are good. And then it had like a guy that works at the graphic card company that sponsored the event. He's on the panel deciding who <laughs> who wins the awards and all that type of thing, right? Yeah. And so yeah, overall esports awards stuff is is. It's just I I don't know it does, it's cool like I think that there's a lot of great people doing great things across all the different esports and it's nice that they're getting noticed but I think that one thing we need to look at here like obviously the biggest thing this year in esports sorry guys StarCraft is harder than the other games and it's got a longer history with more domination in one direction than any other game by far okay yeah like a, a team from Korea didn't win league. How many years you guys been doing that? Seven? Okay, great. 20 years here in StarCraft. Anyways, so Serral obviously is the most impressive player of the year. But at the same time, you have to be careful about this, right? Because if StarCraft is the hardest game, the best player every year should probably win the best esports thing. But you shouldn't do it that way, right? Of course. It's like you can't just have the esports award and every year Flash or someone like Serral wins, right? It can't be that either. Well, to be fair, I'm inspired. 
between what you just said and someone in the chat that said, when is the pylon awards? We will do that. <laughs> That'll be our drunken episode for Christmas. So, Oh, yeah, we'll do it right at the end of the year. That's a good idea. Yeah. Do you guys remember or even did you even notice? I don't know. Um, like five years ago, Blizzard actually did an awards. For yes. Starcraft? Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And uh, you couldn't write in for that one. And uh, it was um, it was well, I guess it actually wasn't that much of a, of a dramatic thing for for most of the community. But let's say that it hit me and <clears throat> my yeah, it was interesting. TV. Oh, yeah, there was some yeah, there was some spilled milk about that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But yeah that we, what we was that? It was cool. You weren't even on the list. You guys? Nope. OK, no. Nope. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just—they almost never go right. They almost never go right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a TLDR, that's... but I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, if the pylon show is going to make one, then I expect and demand that I'm on it. And, oh no, uh, it's a drinking episode. You so someone. you're our first invite. Yeah, we were already planning. Oh, okay, that. good. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if you forget someone, then I'm going <laughs> passively aggressively tweet at you. I saw. I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was in your own chat. You were like, someone was like, Jeff says you drink a lot, and you're like, yeah, Jeff likes the storyline that I'm a drunk, and I'm like, storyline? <laughs> that what we call it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything more specific to bring up before I bring oh, up. No. Do it. Oh boy. Oh no. All right. So, um, on the topic of this esports award show, right? So, like, let's take away the fact that this there may be the the issue that StarCraft didn't submit its own um, person, which I I, I don't know if mm. it's actually true, but whatever. I looked at the process. It's true. Is it like I tried looking well, on the yeah. website? It, it's 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 at least it's, it's it be true because there is a public nominations thing that happens and well, then there's voting. Can you guys well, help me remember that next year? Let's just fucking rig it and get a yeah. velo to win this thing or or winner or something like that. We'll get all of Starcraft behind it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ninja will just win though. They'll figure it out, right? So. Um, anyway, so, so regardless of that, though, it doesn't matter, is that we had someone who was, you know, I guess you could say like many people who have legitimate, like solid careers in esports right now started off in StarCraft 2. So I'm pretty sure this guy literally started off in StarCraft 2. If I'm not mistaken, he's also on Team Liquid. Uh, Stephen Chu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He made an article and <laughs> you would think that, you know, it, he would mention StarCraft, which he did. But oh my God, you guys. I asked for someone to, to catch the, the final link, and I actually no one could, so I'm going to try and find it now. But he basically argued that Cyril did, in fact, not deserve to win that award. He he literally explained why the guy... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Without oh, reading there it, we go. I saw it. Is Does he make the argument that the Korean scene is worse in, because of region locking and that winning this was illegitimate? No, he does not. Okay. He did not spend enough time on it. But he probably would have. His main argument, okay, I'm reading it right now. Thanks, yeah. Maynard. Is that, <clears throat> hold on here. I want to find the really good one. Um, While Sarah won BlizzCon and is, in my opinion, the best player in StarCraft II currently, to be the player of the year, you have to look at the entirety of the year's results. Yeah. AKA. Oh, yeah, that's true. He only had that one showing. AKA, he didn't do well enough the entire year. To be considered the best pro top, gamer. Well, he was tell, top tell four me. at uh, Katowice and then won everything else. Literally tell me when else. to tag in, Jess. Tell <laughs> me when to tag in. <laughs> oh, we already. Oh, okay. So I like. I'm. I'm trying to focus entirely on the article because I, I read this guy's stuff. Like I, I know he does content for Starcraft, so I, I don't want to like say that I always disagree with him. But I, I often find myself not enjoying his articles 
and that this one I really felt was just a really poor. Oh, he ex- says beating cranes for the first time in twenty years is a storyline, not an actual reason. It's not as if you beat literally 20 years of Koreans from the very beginning, including Boxer. Well, I mean, if he wants, we can we can poll a, <laughs> a panel to see if that would be worthwhile to see Boxer for sale. Oh, results are in. No, it wouldn't be. That would be a huge waste of time for everybody. Um, I do want to mention, no, if you're trying to actually, I'll let you go first. It's just a weird straw man, though. Like, nobody's gonna, arguing I'm that he beat 20 years of Koreans. I'm going to knock Tower of Dominoes. Ahead, okay, Robert. well, I mean, it, the the follow-up here is just that I asked him on Twitter, and I thought I did it in, like, a relatively, like, kind of calling him out, but sort of innocent way. I was like, hey, so, like, totally understand if, you know, I don't know enough about the other games, so, like, I'm not going to call you out and saying that Cyril wasn't, like, the game of the year. That's totally fine. But it was, like, weird. He was like, oh, you know, Cyril wasn't the best for StarCraft because he didn't do well for the entire year. And then I, like, I quoted him a bunch of stats, so I was like, okay, he went something like he had a ridiculous score line. I think I, it was 86 and seven for the entire year in like best of three pluses. He only lost six matches or six of those matches, six of those seven. He lost between like January and March. I'm like, so his response there was January and March are part of the year. So I'm like, okay. Today you learned. Well, that's a great response. I know. And then, my, and then I say, okay, well, the player that you say, outperform Maru for the entire year or sorry outperform Cyril for the entire year was Maru Maru lost 12 series literally double the number of series during that time at which point he kind of goes on as like oh well he won GSL though and I'm like okay with like Cyril won GSL versus the world and Blizz it, I don't know it was like it was like this really really weird argument yeah uh, well I I, I want to mention just real quick about uh esports writers and it's not everybody, but just the way that, um, like, a lot of people who write for esports, right, they need to get clicks, they need to get views, yeah. right? Their articles need to be seen. And uh, because a lot of things are our ad revenue, ad revenue is a very, very broken thing. We've talked about this a little bit before on the Pylon Show. Uh, and in general, I think it's something that people are starting to figure out that, if you are literally just trying, like the you, the thing I was making fun of YouTube titles before, it's because it's ad revenue. That's the thing. That's why you're. How many banelings to kill a battle cruiser? And then you got this splash screen, and it's like, it's you'd be good silly. at making those titles. To be fair, like, no, I know, right? It, it, hit me up, YouTube guys. I can I can help you. Uh, I'll tell you exactly how many explanation points to use too. Anyways, this the ad revenue type thing for making content this is part of the reason why the pylon show is actually a good show is because the community is actually funding us we don't make any money off ads at all well i guess we have some sponsors that is okay so there is some but it helps right that the community is funding rather than you have to get used so what i'm trying to cut to and not every not every person who writes about esports is necessarily this way i'm i don't read everyone i but In general, a lot of uh, writers in esports are edgelords. They are people that are trying to say very divisive things, just like you see on TV, because that's another industry that is paid for with ad revenue. So what you want to do is outrage people or tell people exactly what they want to hear. And these are the things that are going to provide you with the most views. So this guy's an edgelord is what it is. And I mean, I understand why he's doing it. This is going to get you more clicks. It's going to make you more successful. 
you know, you're going to have your career, which like Jeff was saying, you know, don't hate on someone for doing what they love and trying to make a living off of it. But you can't take a lot of this shit seriously because yeah. it's like you're just being an edgelord to be an edgelord. Listen to the, the tweets back at Robbie. It's like, no. <laughs> I mean, I indirectly promoted his content by arguing with yeah. him and resurfacing yeah. that thing. And this whole discussion that Zombie Guard brought up is what got that article linked in the chat that got him. Uh, I, I always like, you're not wrong at all, Artosis. This is not disagreeing so much as it is. But, but sure. I was continuing uh, the same topic, like strain of thought, is that um, it is that kind of like fine line between being like an edgelord and, and drawing in those clicks until you just go, I'm not even going to read that anymore. Like that was dumb. Yeah, and then the yeah. publisher is like, Hey, like draw it back. And that's ultimately what we wanted. That's actually ultimately I think what happened to Kotaku back when they were writing like a billion articles about Scarlet. Eventually it was like, you're like, you're really grasping for straws there, you know, on this, on this 50th article. Um, so uh, that's why I like bringing it up anyway. Yeah. Also that it's, totally. it's just, it's just, it was just really tilting to be honest. No, I, I agree with that assessment. It's it like, the thing is, I'm saying I'm not necessarily hating on Stuchu or anything. It's just like, this is a very edgelord or ignorant, uninformed opinion. Like, I mean, <laughs> what else What else do you want? <laughs> is there actually a video? This is how many bandings to kill a power cruiser cover that we're showing here? <laughs> no results found. Okay, there, there could be a video. None were I found. We're going to have to make it, man. Wait, no, can there? You can't. No, you can't. Well, no, I guess theoretically, put on here. You roll them into all their buildings and make them all blow up, and then the battle cruiser no, doesn't matter anymore. They never lift their buildings because they're Terran. So, but like, I was with you there, Artosis. Yeah. I mean, I could use here? like an a mo- I could like modify the game so the battle cruiser was a like, ground unit and then test it. But to be a shitty battle cruiser, my man. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty shitty battle cruiser. <laughs> well, missile turrets. Don't you know what? Anymore, make so it a Protoss unit. They'll probably do that. that. All right. Yeah, no, I like this talk, and actually, I do really. I I feel like we do owe it, uh, Jess, of course, of course, with a very reasonable response. But like, a lot of these writers, they cannot just say the reasonable thing. They can't just if you click on the article and it's like, well, here's who won, and here's why they're great at video games, and you're just like, and eh, I'm done. You don't read that article. Nobody reads that article. It needs to be named. Here's why Cyril didn't deserve it, and then people are like, fucking ah! what. I'm going to read this and then angrily tweet at him and share it. And then they're like, yeah, okay, there uh, you go. My only point against that, and I'm really being cherry in here today. I like is it. Is that would it not have been better to anger the other five more popular esports by putting Cyril is the best? Yeah, is no, that's that's what a good writer would have done. <laughs> um, no, I'm just wow. kidding. He's that's fine. So <laughs> All I do is talk true. shit. Okay, it's what I do. I'm a clickbait person. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, the article simple didn't deserve to win. That probably goes viral on their Reddit, which has a lot of people that would get really angry really quick. Yeah. yeah. Problem is most of the people that play Counter-Strike don't know how to actually read or write. So it'd be, it's kind of the wrong community. That... <laughs> wow. I was going to say counterpoint is that the, <laughs> Go ahead. the Reddit thread that's linked in the show notes, the top, the, the response to the top comment is, it's weird that Cyril wasn't in like the top three, and there's just a bunch of people agreeing with that person. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. on the kind of like CS:GO subreddit. Yeah, so. so they do know how to read. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Yes, I wasn't literally saying they can't read or write. Um, yeah, it's interesting. 
I like, you know what? It's a funny relation we all have, though, right? Like, they're going to keep doing it. Nothing we say is going to stop yeah. Stu Manchu or anybody from writing ridiculous articles. Uh, and they're fun. They're fun to read and write. Um, but Sarah should have fucking been at least in the top three. Well, I mean, here's here, reality is, okay, and people can read and write and talk about and vote however the hell they want. Sarah did the best this year. That's it. For all video game players, Sarah did the best. Congratulations, Sarah. He, well, he'll win the Pylon Show Award for best PC player. I promise you. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, if you if you want to take this really direct, every year it's it's probably Flash most years, right? And then like Sarah won it this year. I'll give it to him over Flash. Oh this yeah, year. absolutely. Truly amazing what Sarah did. But well, hey, you're stealing our content. Wait till we'll figure out a date for that. By the way, guys, it'll be mid December. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. Actually, I'm glad. I'm glad we're gonna do that. Yeah, I'll be super. Someone sad. had that idea, Jeff, and you shot. You were like, no, and then did we moved I? on. Yeah, it was what? it was a Patreon question too. But cheers to the oh. guy in the in the Discord that that said that. And yeah, that's just my relationship with the Patreon questions. I just shoot all of them down and then later consider <laughs> it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all right, okay. I, I gotta go now. Yeah, you gotta so. go stream. Go stream. Thank yeah, you for stopping by. Thank you for allowing me on. No, you're good. You're awesome. all up too much. Um, bye, guys. Bye, bye. I, you know, it's too bad that she left because I think she is going to miss out on the best part of the show. I, it's it's this moment in time where Dan talks a little bit about Brood War, and oh shit, Ruby falls it asleep. Time? It's time to talk about Brood War, and then after that, we got some questions. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're done. Okay. Well, um, ASL finished up. I don't know if did you talk about that last week? If we did, I don't remember. I think I said that I'm waiting until you come back to. I like touched on okay. it, but I don't. I don't. I haven't. It's on at 4 a.m. my time. I'm sorry. I can't watch yeah. this shit. So the reason why uh, Sarah wins best PC gamer of the year this year is because somehow Flash lost in the finals of ASL season six yeah. uh, to Effort, which he has never beaten in a best of five. This is the only person who can say that. Uh, it was an amazing finals. Really, just crazy games so many mind games going on like these guys are so far at the top that it's no longer mechanical you know it's like this series was not about mechanics which is hilarious because they're both unfathomably quick and good at that but like it became do yourself a favor and watch the asl season six finals it was insane really great congratulations to effort for taking down flash uh but i believe that's the end of asl for the year uh okay of course, we'll see it again next year, no doubt. Uh, KSL is still going on, and in fact, it will be tonight. I'll be here there tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we're still in the round of sixteen group phase. That's most of the tournament actually, because it's like uh, best of fives GSL style groups. So you get a ton of matches there, and it cuts to uh, the top eight. Uh, but so far, we've only gotten a couple players into that next round, and it was uh, Rain and Mind who got to advance. And that was actually kind of, it wasn't surprising with rain at all, but mine took out Sulky 3-0 kind of devastatingly. Always happens with Sulky. He's like wildly regarded as top three, just an amazing player gets towards yeah. the top eight or so. Then someone just beats him. It, it was, it was kind of a weird series too, to be honest. Like the first game, Sulky definitely could have done something I felt like, but he, he didn't, it didn't quite work out. And then the other ones I'm like, huh? Hmm. You know, I don't know. But anyways, great. I mean, seeing mind in top form is fantastic because he used to be considered the second best tear in the world, but last kind of took that over. So, but mind is still up there. Um, 
but yeah, KSL is going on and the finals is, I believe like the 14th or 15th of December. So we have a few more, several more weeks, like what, five more weeks of uh, a bunch of best of five. So tune in tonight. When is it? It's six hours from right now. Uh, I will be casting KSL. 2 a.m. Check that out. Well, thank you, Dan. Yes, you're welcome. Guys, that brings us to the wild conclusion of the Pylon Show, which is where people in our community can ask us questions and we'll talk about it. Has it been a lot of sentient food questions or long paragraphs about what we would do if we had animals for hands and stuff like that yes it has but it's also a time <laughs> where for hands. i must have missed that one damn i actually just made it up I'm, uh, that's a good one though i like yeah, that thank you. that'd be kind of weird what type of animals would you like to have for hands it's clearly octopuses please go continue well that'd be amazing and then we'll wrap up the show and bid everybody adieu so right now matt's going to start throwing up these questions here i believe if you had an octopus for a hand, wouldn't that just mean you have eight fingers, not eight hands? Oh, no, and if you, an octopus is literally your hand, right? Each hand has eight tentacles full of suction cups. That would be crazy. You ah. would have so many suction cups, and they're like very, you know, they can move so many different parts of them. Like if you're playing StarCraft, you could have one on every key. Do you know the type of APM that you could have with that? That's crazy. If, that's I don't know that they move that specifically though. You're thinking I mean, of tentacles. Still wouldn't be like, as good as a Counter Strike player, but you would be good. Way up there. Hmm. Uh, just to, just to give you guys a little bit of insight into my life as well. One of my favorite things is every time I go, these are the Patreon questions, and if you want to ask them, you can join our Patreon community, and that's where you'll do it. I every time, and you you can see it. I want you guys to see this in future episodes. My eyes go like this. That's me looking at the chat, and without ever skipping a beat, there's somebody in the chat, and they're never a sub. And they're like, at In Control TV, Battle Cruisers seem to be getting a new buff. You know, what do we think about that for balance? Thanks for taking my question. And I'm just like, every time, how the fuck do you hear something and it goes inside your head and comes out an actual unicorn? Like just a floating butterfly of some other creature. I don't, anyways. Ah, still not. <laughs> Should students be allowed access to the internet during exams in school? That's a great question. Look, love the show. And Nero's look of disgust is in control. Answered my last question about aliens. So this is a question from last Thursday, but it's but it's still good. They are just ripe, guys. Should you have an internet access? You know, what, Robbie, you're the youngest of us, so you've taken a test most recently. Should you? Um, I dreaded like the if if you've been in college. The worst tests, the most horrible tests, were always the ones that were take home. home. No, you're wrong. You are wrong. Take home is the worst. It's it's the same principle. Take home slash open book because you know that everything is scaled the fuck up for you to not still be able to find the answer. When they when they oh my god, it's such a trap. When I first took my first take home test, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be able to Google everything. You fucking kidding me, here, kid? And then the way that the paper, like, and then you start doing it and you're, oh my God. Yeah. So the answer is no, you think? I mean, I, I think the answer should be yes for education's sake, but I hated school. So no, that'd be really difficult. I'm going to quote the movie Serenity and say you can't stop the signal. And the basic principle that they were talking about is that it is inevitable. 
the shit that's on the internet, the the amount of information that's flying around, why would you even try to stop it? If you tell a student not to, to use the internet or anything to, to take a test, what are you simulating? Like, in what scenario in the real world are they like, quick, I need this answer. And by the way, you can't use the resources that literally a three-year-old's using right now on a fucking iPad. You're like, uh, so, yes, use the internet. But be prepared to be destroyed anyways. Hyper Turtle. <laughs> I'm planning to do a long series of streams where me and my friends play one match on every official Blizzard StarCraft 2 and Brutal map, all the way back to imbalanced messes they included with the original game disc. To produce a product that gets decent views, how often should I point the webcam at my dog? Well, you need a second webcam for your dog. It's very clear. I mean... Two out of three people on this show have a camera for their dog. Ravi, when are you getting a dog, and then when are you putting a camera on it? I mean, February? I don't know. We'll yeah. see when I move out. <laughs> That's the kind of peer pressure I can get behind, by the way. I don't mind that at all. Hi, <laughs> Turtle, thank you, by the way, because your question was heading in the direction of I was about to, like, have a tough time with it, but uh, then you ended with dogs, so thank you. Melty, do plants eat the sun? I think the answer is no on that one, my friend. Well... You know what? I think they actually do eat the sun. Dictionary definition of eat is put food into the mouth and chew and swallow it. Robbie, are you going to let Merriam-Webster tell you how to live your life? Are you serious here? Okay. Are you actually going to tell plants that they don't eat anything just because they don't have mouths? What are you... Are you devaluing the the value of a dictionary definition as someone who literally makes a living off of speaking? Oh, damn. Have you ever heard me speak? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the old Artosis trump card of being willing to to make fun of yourself harder than your opponent. Uh, Gets him every time. Very good. (laughs) Sam Talek. I was really surprised to see the post-BlizzCon patch bring Cyclones and Disruptors back to an earlier state. I'm willing to keep an open mind, but it feels like going backwards. If you could have any unit revert to its older state from Wings of Liberty Hots for Legacy of Void, what would it be? So I think the beginning of your question is, I don't like this, and then you go, what one would you do it to? And it's... Okay. I'd revert the bunker to its original design. Ooh, trick question or trick answer because they ultimately put the bunker back at the original build time. At Are you very, serious? I think so because I, I don't tell me the bunker's in its pure state right now. There's no way. No, someone asked me this is a trivia thing because they did like the plus five, minus five, plus five, minus five. Could it always be salvaged? I think bunkers used to not be able to be salvaged, right? No, they were they were salvaged. It was like a hundred percent though at the okay, very on, beginning. On. I'm on the Wikipedia. Build time with well, the first patch for the bunker was build time decreased from 40 to 30. So the original build time was 40 seconds. And the last patch it got was increasing it back up to 40. Damn. Do you guys have any answer for this? Is there any yes. you want to revert back? Okay, go ahead. I just had it in my head. Hold on one second. I'll get it back. Okay, I'll go while you're thinking. You guys uh, remember Roaches used to be able to heal faster below ground than people could do damage to them? Yeah, that was cool. I liked that. Oh, the pylon. I would bring the pylon back. This reduced health, and they don't shoot anymore, okay? Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that you can put it on low ground doesn't power the high ground. 
Are we really fucking afraid of warp gate rushes still? Put the pylon back. Give it some radius so you can fit your gateways on a pylon. Give it some health so that all your shit isn't unpowered immediately. What are we doing, guys? Put the pylon back. I like that. Yeah. That was some passion, too. I think you might yeah. be the only person who feels that strong about pylons, but I like it. <laughs> uh, some drunk Canadian asks, cake or pie? Now, try to keep this a respectful answer, by the way, because I can. there's going to be a heated debate on this. I can feel it. That's a good question. I actually don't know. Ravi, without answering, I think you are a pie person. Well, you'd be half right, Jeff, because I can't eat either of them most of the time. Some of an absolute bitch. I think I'm <laughs> fully wrong. I think I'm mostly fully wrong on that. <laughs> there's no, uh, really, like, there's no, I know you have I all the allergen stuff, but there's no. There are some, but, like, here's the context. I never buy pie or cake for myself. So the only time I would ever encounter is at, like, a party, at which point I'm not going to be like, hey, person who bought this pie, mm. do you happen to have, did you look at the ingredient list before you oh. purchased this? Like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm happy with my peanuts. Not everybody knows this, but uh, Rubby has a lot of allergies, actually, with food. So it's a constant battle because in all these events where they're catered and stuff like that, he's not just a vegetarian or whatever. He's like, I have to avoid that thing because it'll hurt me, actually. So keep it away. Dan, cake or pie? I actually have no idea. He's showing up to these events, doesn't he? I can eat everything. And I have. (laughs) I eat eat all things. I I think you missed the joke, but that's okay. Moving on. I don't get it, yeah. I didn't get that one. I'll Sorry. go with pie. Well, the he has pie to guy? avoid things because they'll hurt him and control bullies him. The bully joke. Okay. Anyways, um, I, I think pie. I'm, I'm going to go with pie on this one. I think pie is better. What's your favorite pie? Has like, uh, you know what? My wife makes a sweet potato uh, pie. Interesting. That's like... Dessert kind of pie? That's that does not sound like it, a dessert pie. It's like it's pretty sweet because it's it's like sweet potatoes in there, right? Uh, and I think she puts a little bit of vanilla in it or something, and it is just ridiculous. I am definitely a pie guy, but I'm, I'm going to give a longer answer than this question ever should have gotten, but I will. Um, it, apple pie is absolutely incredible. Like a warm apple pie with vanilla ice cream, amazing. Pumpkin pie during Thanksgiving, but not ever after. Maybe Christmas. But have you ever had a pumpkin pie in the middle of summer? No. And if you have, you're a fucking no. monster. Get out of here, okay? <laughs> they don't uh, even sell them. How would you even That's exactly right. You'd have to make it. You're like a fucking sociopath. You're yeah. a weird person making a pumpkin pie in the middle of yeah. the summer. Don't do that. That's true. Um, That's true. What's that? Why wouldn't pumpkin pie be like a Halloween thing? It's okay. Why yeah. it no, Halloween's it's, fine. It's a Thanksgiving thing. It's, a Thanksgiving it's an Thanksgiving. early Thanksgiving thing if you do it in Halloween, yeah. but it's acceptable. Yeah. It's kind of like eating uh, or drinking eggnog. Like if you do that in the middle of summer, you're a fucking beast. Okay? <laughs> Can you imagine drinking eggnog? <laughs> Actual beast. I want to see someone. Uh, you guys playing frisbee? Let me just finish nutmeg. my eggnog, and you're like drinking your eggnog while they're frisbeeing. I would yeah. hunt you <laughs> down. <The> frisbee. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, pies are the way I would go. They're just they're so good. But that being said, my grandmother who is no longer with us, used to make a banana cream pie that was just angel food cake, whipped cream, bananas, and, like, strawberries, and I think some, like, icing of some sort. That but sounds It good. was amazing, and it's the best ever. So I can't fully say pie, but it's mostly pie. Markant for artosis. 
Given that you grew up in New Hampshire, I assume you grew up with real maple syrup on your pancakes. Since you're in Korea, I would feel like real maple syrup is prohibitively expensive. So my question is this. What do the daughter's toasts have on their pancakes? For non-artosis people, the question is, what do you have on your pancakes? All right. Um, Well, this is actually interesting because, yeah, I grew up in New Hampshire. But actually, uh, real maple syrup was more expensive than the cheap, shitty market basket maple syrup. So that's the type I grew up with. But now that I have a job in Korea and daughters, we purchase from Costco real maple syrup. And that's what they have on their pancakes. So it's the opposite of what you thought. Very nice. All right, we're going to wrap this up in about 15 minutes. So, Robbie, no worries about we'll just We'll just speed through this. Okay. We're going to answer these much quicker. What are on your pancakes, Robbie? Do you eat pancakes? Oh, yeah, I actually have a great answer for this. So uh, what I do with my pancakes, I first, like, I pour some of the maple syrup on them. I put some actual, like, chocolate frosting. Ooh. And I actually just pour gallons of milk on it because it doesn't make a difference. I can't have them anyways. God damn it. He got me there again. I was all on board until you said you poured milk <laughs> on it. And I'm like, that's a milk pancake. That's getting weird. I'm very yeah. boring and vanilla, guys. I uh, I put syrup and butter on it. That's it. I'm just normal. That's the right answer. All this fancy shit. Yeah. I go to IHOP and it yeah. gets weird. Like, we have all these different syrups. Like I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about I it. Don't even want to hear about it. Alessander, how did you three meet? Is there a funny story involved? Dan and I's first time. We talked about Dan and I's first time meeting, but we. I don't even know if we know online. I think it was just mostly we. Not even sure. I like was in charge Probably of Nation Wars team. Yeah, I, I think, think that's when we became very acquainted. Is yeah, what was it, USAB you were running? Yep, which, which was, was actually USA better than USAA. Yeah, yeah. Was... But we met for our first time, and that's actually kind of a funny story because I remember it. Yeah. Um, WCG. Two thousand seven. Yeah, would would it have been Florida finals though? Was it that? Was that the yeah, first time I, I saw you offline? It was in Orlando, I believe. Then I don't remember the first time. I, remember, I yes, we we hung out and we were like fast friends. Or no, we were friends online. You were at one before that, right? The uh, USA finals before that? No, no, I, I did the qualifier for him. Qualified, I think it was okay. the finals. Yeah, but we knew each other online so long. But like the that. second time I met Dan, I remember that because then we were going to the New York finals, and Dan was wearing long cargo pants in the middle of like a hundred and ten <laughs> degree New York weather. And he was just like, like the nerd gear. He's just in like cargo pants and a shirt and a hat on. And they're like walking over because I, I was like, oh, meet me at this spot because uh, I'm terrible at getting anywhere. And I mm-hmm. saw him and I was like, Dan, you're wearing fucking cargo pants? And he's like, shut up. And we like all said hi. And that was it. That's kind of my story. Yeah. <laughs> Ravi, how did you meet us? Yeah, you guys won't remember this. So uh, in person, I'm going to go with in person because it's more <clears throat> fun that way. Mm-hmm. So Dan... You, I don't even know if you'll remember this. I actually met you at first time at BlizzCon 2014. And it was at, of course, the hotel that everyone goes to, <laughs> BlizzCon. So yeah. I ran into you there. And I had like a little notebook that I was getting like all the casters who cast BlizzCon to sign. So I go up to you and I'm like, hey, Artosis. And you're like, oh, you're like that. You're like that dragon guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even know that you knew me. And you're standing next to Todd. And he was like, oh, wow, like, Artosis, you know, you seem to know, like, so many people are around, like, the scene and stuff, all these, like, other random people. And you, my favorite line that you've ever said in my entire interactions with you was, of course I know every, or, like, everyone in StarCraft. I fucking am StarCraft. He was, like, sitting there signing my, like, thing. I'm like, holy shit. This is, like, both amazing, but also Dan is a little full of himself. 
That's so Dan, great. I sound cool as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great interaction. Um, Jeff, I think I met you first at 2011 MLG Anaheim. Okay, and I don't remember. Shit. Yeah. You actually, uh, no, before, I'm going to, this wasn't an in person meeting, but I actually think I have your phone number on mm -hmm. my phone because I reached out to you when I was doing an internship at a company and the company I was working at was giving me like an opportunity to like go reach out and sponsor things or like to try and get the word out. Cause it was mm. a startup. And I called you and like, I asked you for some advice on it and you gave me your phone number and I, we like talked for like an hour and a half and then my company ended up going under. So never did anything. Not off my advice for people to know. Not that off your nice. advice. I never, never got to follow up on it. We would have been saved. Damn. I don't remember that. That's, oh, that's crazy. It's seven years ago. Yep. Well, there you go. Um, favorite board games, no Monopoly. Real quick, Dan. Favorite board game? Seven Wonders, by far, best board game. Never heard of it. Ravi, do you play board games? Battlestar Galactica. That's a good game. I love being the Cylon in that. Uh, <laughs> I play a lot of Risk in my days, guys. And Axis and Allies. Those are probably my two favorites. Uh, weirdly enough, my mom always wins at Risk, and I, don't, I consider myself very good at. She always wins. Don't know. Sure. Chicken Man, for Zombie Grub and Jeff, who has to deal with the smellier animal farts? So she's not here, so I'll answer on her behalf. She will answer her cat, because cats fucking suck, and they shit weird, and they poop weird, and they make weird smells, and they go, la, 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 and they're like little weird cat things. So she wins, because Barrison's farts smell like roses and democracy. <laughs> Warhammer. Isn't that right, buddy? Democracy. That's right. Warhammer asks, each WCS stop has different qualities. For some, it's the venue. For others, it's the crowd or the matches. Taking all of these into account, which WCS stop was your favorite? Slight bias, but Montreal was easily my favorite. Second small question, favorite food you've had on the road at an event? What's your favorite WCS stops, guys? Uh, I mean, I if it's just for this year, I only went to Valencia, so I really like that one. Yeah, um, you like that one? Yeah, that was a good one. What's and I thought food? it was uh, very exciting. Do you ever have any good food? Yeah, I've had a lot of interesting foods on the road at events. I like it when I've gotten to try some uh, interesting foods. I mean, I've had a lot of really delicious ones, but I guess the first thing that jumped into my mind is I went to uh, Taipei. I've been there a few times in Taiwan, and uh, they brought me down, and they're like, oh, you're going to hate this. And they got me the stinky tofu. I actually really liked it. Every time I go there now, I go get some. It's like um, an aged... Uh, tofu okay. that's like it has a very pungent aroma but it, i find it quite tasty it's a super long way to just say i like the tofu in taipei De uh rubby <laughs> um i would say for personal complete personal bias like last year's montreal because na did really well there were a lot of really interesting na upsets and i quite literally spent the entire event doing roughly 36 hours of interviews with north american players for a documentary i'm making so i really so, really enjoyed that fair food on the road uh, builder bars. Oh my god! Sadly, that might actually be his actual answer. I don't know. Uh, not sure. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, WCS Valencia last year. They were nice enough to make me a vegetarian paella, and that was amazing. Here you go. Fair food, Poland. The uh, pierogies. Oh my god, they were oh, so yeah, good. The cadavies and stuff. Love the pierogies. Favorite WCS stops got to be BlizzCon, which technically counts, I guess. I like all the WCS stops, but there's something special about the end of the year celebration of BlizzCon. Yeah. And I think that's all the questions. Cobra, right? You're not scrolling down. There's a couple more. Real quick. 
I don't think I can get to all of these because we want to give time for uh, shout-outs, so I'll answer a couple. Gunner asking another essay question. My essay of the question of an awards show last month doesn't sound so dumb now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No. So here's – I love Gunner, but I'm going to expand. You came up with names for the awards based off of StarCraft units, and then you talked about, like, the story behind the names. It was still a dumb question, my friend. It was was just a good idea. Um, Mort, would octopus hands beat woodpecker fingers? Ooh. Tips to StarCraft 2. What about Brood War? Hmm. Well, you can just up the repeat rate, so the woodpecker fingers doesn't really matter that much. It's a good question, though. I think it would make it hard to masturbate if you had woodpecker fingers. It would be really hard. No, you do it in the right place, Jeff. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. No one, no one else is going to think about my master. You know, like, no, that's if true. I don't think about <laughs> it, who's thinking about it? Cyberjacks, are there any builds based on the new patch that you've seen the beginnings of that you're super excited to see play out at the pro level? No. Samtal, I guess. Back when Rogue was on top of the world, we started seeing the really cool tactic of a lot of burrowed zerlings around the map for vision. What underused micro tricks would you guys like to see more become more frequently used as StarCraft II matures? Nidus Worms, great question. Thank you. So, no, I'm just kidding. Is there, is there any micro tricks uh, you guys want to see? No, I mean, I, I love stuff like burrowed stuff personally, and especially with the new burrow mechanics that they're adding, like the, the buffs to burrow and unburrow speed stuff, like for hydras and lings. I, I would actually like to see things like burrowed hydras catching things. I think that'd be cool. And Mine would actually... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, mine was actually going to also be Burrow, but it's almost like not for Burrow's organs, just for vision and stuff. But I, re- I always call back to like the StarCraft Master mod that or like that arcade map, if you guys remember that. And one of the missions in there or one of the things was like literally go Burrow your Zerglings and then unburrow them when the Marines are like walking directly on top of them. And you just it's like the difference between those two is actually really massive. And I sometimes wonder, like, if your opponent's not scanning these, like, is it worth just... No, never. Okay. No, I was answering no to uh, Cobra's thing. Oh, okay. In <laughs> uh, Cyberjacks, I'm really sorry, man. We, we're short on time, so I'm trying to speed through it. I am going to venture a guess that Dan has watched zero StarCraft Two on the balance patch, and Rubby yes, I've seen has watched I very little. Seen any of the streams at all? I have watched. Uh, I actually cast a tournament last night. Literally, no one did anything. Did you cast it, or were you traveling and somebody else cast it? You're just taking credit. <laughs> <laughs> little column A, little column B, Jeff. No, but I, I shit you now, uh, ZombieGrab and I cast the Ballistic Sprawl yesterday. We cast, like, five PVZs and one TVP. And the only uh, series that had any new units that had any change whatsoever was the TVP. And it was Gumiho, and he got rolled going for Cyclones. And every other game was literally the current meta. So, okay. I'm sorry, Cyberjax. I hope you don't take offense, but that was the answer. And that's that's I'm just giving you the explanation now. That's the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We had a really nice audience. Thank you to Zombie Girl for stopping by. Uh, we've got some regulars in the chat all the time from the community. Jenna's in there. Maynard's almost always hanging out. Um, we try to get everyone on, and uh, hopefully we get we get those guys back on. But just thank you for even hanging out with us. Um, here's our Patreon supporters. Guys, I leaned into this at the beginning of the show. I said, this is, I want to, uh, we need to get to 3,000. This is this cool thing we're doing. You know how many people signed up, guys? Zero. Zero of you sons of bitches signed up for the Patreon. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's okay, because we're going to keep making the content because we fucking love you. But if somebody could sign up right now for $50,000, I will get Kevin's shirt off at that Home Story Cup. With or without his consent. I will do the jail time. It's fine. Uh, but 
there's the Patreons that are signed up and are able to ask questions and do support the show. Thank you guys so much. Again, special shout out to Emery Toss, by the way, who basically at the inception of this thing has remained at $100 a month. Mm-hmm. That's We That's don't awesome. expect that, and I hope he doesn't feel... I don't know. I hope you... <laughs> you're holding that torch by yourself and thank you but please don't think you have to do it forever or whatever but as long as you want to really appreciate it so hopefully you guys uh, can find it yourselves to consider supporting the show if not no worries let's get these guys out of here because Rubby's got to get out Rubby thank you for coming on always love having you what are you up to I, I think I saw on Twitter that you're going to go see your grandparents are you traveling yep I am home for roughly four days in November, and this is one of them. So in like 12 hours, I'm leaving for India. So I'm going to wow. be there for two weeks. Then I come back and do WSG. And then after that, as I think it got semi-quasi-announced today, I'm going to be uh, flying back from WSG, and then I go to Cheesadelphia for Washington, D.C. So Very cool. So it's going to be fun. Very, very cool. Yeah, other than that, are you working on any other content or something you want to talk about? Are you, when your streams uh, resume? No, I basically gave up <laughs> gave up on being serious about my stream, but I'm working on a documentary. You'll probably see that in like five years when I actually am not traveling and I have time to actually do it. Yeah, or we don't have to see it. That's the other uh, I know. Isn't that the great thing about not crowdfunding your documentary? Yeah. If you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Dan, you're back. You're jet lagged, but you're commentating tonight some fine StarCraft Remastered. That's right. So glad that you had a safe oh. travel. It's good hanging out with you. What are you up to? When do your streams resume? Is that level of salt is not going to salt itself. Planning on bringing it back tomorrow. I haven't played in three weeks, so I'm sure it'll be brutal. Uh, yeah, this it's been. I'm happy to be back with the pilot show. This is the worst I've ever had to pee, so I'm going to shut up. Wow. Okay, I'll end it real quick, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, please do consider subscribing to the channel. It's another inexpensive way of supporting the content. And if you do, let me know that it's because of the pilot show. The VOD will be up on our Toasted TV almost very soon. Um, I'm off to Home Story Cup next week. Other than that, I'm going to be streaming some StarCraft 2 and XCOM. Love you all. Goodbye.